Welcome to this episode of Spiritual Hustle. I'm Anthony Filipovich, and along with co-host Justin Sabinski, we're happy to welcome Adam Nakowski to this episode. Adam is a software engineer, born in Poland, and currently lives in Zurich. Adam, welcome to the show. Welcome. Glad to be here with you guys. Adam, one of the things that... Uh, one of the reasons we really look forward to having you on the show is um, your interest in, in your spiritual side, your self-development, self-healing, meditation, and as you said, wanting to quiet that shitty voice in your mind, which is fucking really irritating, right? Um, maybe you can tell us about your spiritual practice and, and how you quiet that voice. All right. So basically, it started a while ago. Uh, so I got interested into spirituality and uh, understanding myself from simply uh, doing some practices which I thought they were never going to get me there, like uh, simple things as run, running, you know, being in my body more often, okay. which I absolutely didn't know that it can bring me there, and changing my diet, you know. So this was a big step for me when I decided not to eat meat anymore. Oh. I got into this clarity of my mind somehow it just like somebody took away this blur around <laughs> it and started seeing more things and feeling more things and this triggered me to explore more read more spiritual books read more uh, books on understanding human body and nutrition and so on and from there i guess i just evolved into uh, exploring psychedelics and meditation yoga and other practices which would be just uh, moving me forward even more and faster. And uh, uh, after some, like most of the books that I've been reading, they all talked about the voice in your head, right? So uh, that we all have this shitty little voice which basically stops us from doing things that we want to do. And uh, basically is a really shitty advisor, and, uh, <laughs> but tries to be uh, very rational and convincing. To you yes and uh, practices of meditation teach you to uh, basically shut this thing down and feel more and uh, explore uh, your emotional side and maybe just um, allow you to get out of your comfort sometimes uh, allow yourself to not listen to this uh, bad advisor Mm -hmm. So uh, that's basically how it started for me. And uh, the moment when I started getting out of my comfort, stopped listening to this crazy voice, I discovered that um, my life becomes more interesting. I start doing more things that bring me pleasure, make me happy. And, uh, you know, I start to e explore the world uh, in, a, in a way that I never did before. And uh, this gives me a lot of happiness. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that that happiness, uh, I assume, uh, relates to seduction. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, yeah. So later on, right? But <laughs> this was also something that brought me to to psychedelics. I would say in the beginning. Right. So uh, I didn't know about psychedelics uh, at first. You know, I didn't even know something like that exists. Uh, but by some craziness of the universe and you know whatever somehow I, I i stumbled on this movie on the internet probably was youtube i don't even remember now uh where uh someone was just talking about south american experience of um 
uh, like shamanism and I didn't even know ayahuasca, right? But from that point on, I was just reading and listening to this. It was so intriguing. I couldn't just, I mean, my mind was just constantly there. So I had to explore this one and I watched some movies and I was like, oh my God, you know, I, this is something I would really need to do. This is, I don't know why. I don't really know why, but I know that I, I need to do it. And it was going on for like around maybe two years because I was in Switzerland and I, I, just, I just had this on top of my mind. Like, I, I, this is amazing stuff. Like, how can I do that? But I never had like any time or I don't know, willingness to, to explore that topic. But one day decided to go to South America with now my ex. And uh, we arrived to, to Ecuador and spent some time in Quito. And then I said, fuck, we should actually do this ayahuasca thing while we're here. Like, why don't we explore some shamanism and see how this works? Because it was supposed to be, a t- we actually, we, we bought a ticket one way, so we didn't even know where, how long we're going to stay there. So it seemed like there is so many opportunities, so many things to do. Why not do that? Mm-hmm. And we signed up for a retreat. I uh, was uh, in close to Cuenca in Ecuador. So not Peru, like most people do this in Peru. It was... Uh, Something I basically also found on the internet and with a lot of good reviews. I, I wasn't really sure what I'm doing. I was 12-day retreat and uh, basically signed up for it. And this was basically a mind-blowing experience. Yes, yeah? so you take this kind of guy who started just started being a bit more spiritual, getting to know the world from a different perspective, and uh, not really. Um, let's say, uh, with not really like clear sense of direction in life. And uh, you take him there and just blow his mind to the point where uh, he's never the same person again. So that's what happened to me. I had a very crazy experience there. And uh, I think it was the strongest experience of all the people that were there. So when we talked, we had the discussions uh, after each ceremony, we had discussions of how it, did it go to all the people, what did they experience. And it seemed like for me it was uh, really, really deep, let's say. I mean, much deeper than the experiences of other people, really going very far. And uh, I just, my, my simple intention for this was when I was doing this, because our shaman said you need to set an intention. And I didn't have an intention like everybody else, like, well, I need to like heal my body because I'm like, you know, lots of like people having some pro kind of problems, uh, either with, uh, you know, like alcohol or from the past, which they want to heal. I didn't have any of this. <laughs> my life was actually quite good and, uh, I didn't know why I'm there. <laughs> and, but I understood after the first ceremony I'm there because I actually want to understand life and why am I here and what's my purpose. And uh, also being able to take a lot of satisfaction and happiness from life, and which I was not really able to do, and I didn't know why. Hmm. And uh, ayahuasca basically uh, screwed me up totally. You know, <laughs> I was suffering, <laughs> crazy, wishing, wishing I had never drank it. <laughs> and uh, so it was a was a pretty crazy experience, especially one of the ceremonies where. Uh, basically, they put you to a sweat lodge and uh, they basically stay there for like overnight. And it was super hot inside. You basically wanted to get out of your body. So uncomfortable. And the shaman made you drink 
both San Pedro and Ayahuasca. And uh, this basically just, it was pretty heavy. <laughs> and undescribable. I cannot describe the experience. Probably, Anthony, you know, because you did it. So, you know, it's really hard to describe, uh, like in words, uh, how the experience was. You need to leave it. You need to actually be part of it in order to be able to even talk about it with, with others, with understanding. Yeah. Uh, the easiest way I can explain it is like, uh, I always tell people, like if you've seen Matrix, the movie, <laughs> you know, this is like, like it, you know, you, you just wake up and then it's crazy and then you come back to this uh, projection or whatever I call this uh, uh, not real life kind of thing. Simulation. You live in. <laughs> and you feel so limited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, you, you had wished you hadn't taken it. Is, is that during? When I was inside, when I was there, you know, right. like my spirit uh, kind of was so uh, overwhelmed by the right. experience. And so by, how, mm-hmm. how did that how did that change you? Like when you came, when you came back, like a couple of days later, how, how did it change you? Because I had to accept it, you know. Uh, basically, I think my experience was around dying, you know. So I, mm-hmm. the, the ayahuasca made me die. I actually left my body. I could see my body. It was really crazy. Right. So and, and to do that, I had to accept, uh, you know, like my imperfections and leaving my body, leaving my ego away, leaving all the people I love away, like really lots of heavy stuff. Yeah. And once I accepted it, uh, I appreciated it a lot. So... And ayahuasca also gave me much more different experiences after that. And so, but let's say next day, <laughs> next day was different because now I understood that nothing is really like this experience that we're having here. It's not forever. It's just like uh, temporary, very temporary. Mm-hmm. And uh, we should just appreciate it, you know, and appreciate, uh, you know, the, the people who are around us, all this uh, Whatever happens around us, appreciate the presence of others, connection that we have with others, uh, the beauty of the nature, whatever, just enjoy it and appreciate it. And I became this kind of person where like, the next day I basically called everybody from my family and told them that I love them, <laughs> which I didn't do like, for a long, long time. And uh, yeah, and this kind of things, you know, it just was the overwhelming feeling of appreciation and happiness. Uh, that I'm here and I can actually see all these beautiful things around me and they all hear expression of some um, something in the universe that I can now see and feel and enjoy. Yeah. That was new to me. I was probably an ignorant before. I just didn't notice things. And uh, yeah, after that, I was able to notice them and I was able to appreciate them and... Uh, basically understand that uh, you know it's like we're here to experience things and there's no like real mission it's just experience man just experience and be happy about it yeah, yeah it's like um it's, it's sort of like um uh when you take the, the the thought process and you kind of flip it on its head and you say um i'm instead of i'm a physical being and having is trying to have a spiritual experience i'm i'm a um I'm a spiritual being trying to have a physical experience. Uh, um, you, you realize when you're having a psychedelic experience and you go out of your body, you realize the, there's only one limitation to being a, a spirit 
uh, when, when you're out of your body and that's that you cannot interact um, with your senses with the the environment and that's the that's the one reason why we need the bo- our body because uh, it gives us our five senses so we can have those experiences and that that's sort of the vacation so it's like if this is if we're on a vacation right now for 80 plus years um, let's make the most out of it because we're just going to go and become a spirit again do it all over again probably and uh, and it, it, it makes you go okay I got 80 years to do that there's a, a limitless amount of stuff to do on this earth. So it's like you do it and then and, and love every second of it. it, it it's a good remi- reminder. And you said that you're going to do it again pretty soon. So, yes, I have a trip planned to Ecuador this December. I'm meeting the shaman uh, that I done the ceremony with San Pedro ceremony with uh, in 2015. So December, 2015, I did it with him. And now he has his own retreat center, and I wanted to visit him and do uh, San Pedro and Ayahuasca again, 12 days. And it's a masculine retreat, so it's just for men. And we're going to focus more on masculine, exploring the masculine and the role of masculine in your life and basically becoming like a better man, let's say. I mean, in life, yeah, and I don't know if you can say that like better men, it's like whatever, just exploring that that part of uh, your energy, yeah. And uh, yeah, this guy basically it was a funny story because I did a San Pedro with him, and uh, there was a ceremony where they put you like on a on a uh, tiger skin or maybe a cougar skin or whatever, some some wildcat skin, and you sit in front of the shaman, she's like, uh right next to the fire or like actually you have to look at him over the fire and uh, and then he just looks at you and it's just crazy because it's on on san pedro and the guy seems to look through you like if you were transparent basically knows what's going on with you which is really crazy experience to know that you cannot hide anything the guy just knows and uh, and then basically we resolved all my problems let's say i could let go of some negativity with him, and then he said something to me that uh, we're gonna see each other again. And I'm like, what the fuck? What? I don't want to do this again, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy, you know. And, and, uh, and then it so happens that yeah, we were. <laughs> so I think it was like I don't know if it was the power of suggestion or something, but uh, uh, yeah, I really at that moment of time I, I was like, no, after this ceremony, I'm done with ayahuasca forever. And I'm done with San Pedro forever. So thank you for the experience and goodbye. And probably I have enough to process all over my whatever le- life I have left. So, yeah, but here I am again, going in December. So the first, the first time, did, did you do um, ayahuasca like multiple days in a row? Or did, did you just Yeah, not in a row. It's, um, it was just like one day, you have one day break to recover. And then another day. And then there was some San Pedro in between, and then there is another ayahuasca. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's not really like to, it's to recover, but it's also so like your tolerance goes back down so you can get another huge high again. Mm-hmm. Another high. And, I, uh, I sorry, sorry, Anthony. Uh, um, Go ahead. I just, I, I find it interesting, and I, I wish it was something that was more common because it, it is an issue that, that I have and I, I've been noticing um, when it comes to doing these sort of retreats and doing these sort of things with women. Um, it's not like women are inherently more spiritual and, and more the, the divine feminine within them is, you know, is it, just, uh, insatiable. 
But the issue that I have is um, I end up wanting to have sex with with women. <laughs> so um, I, I, yeah. I feel like yeah. the idea of, of like these these all men retreats just so it's like okay, we're just gonna cut out that that even even that being a possibility and j- it. I, I kind of prefer it um, j- just so it doesn't go there, you know. Hmm. Maybe that's the point. I don't know. Probably it's good for me now that it's going to be like that. <laughs> Every experience that I've had with, when it comes to psychedelics is, is I, I do, I've done it first always with a woman. So maybe I have like some sort of weird connection there. Um, but it's like, it's like in my head, I take the psychedelic and I'm like, like the, my first thought is, man, I wonder what sex would be like with this, with this drug. <laughs> I don't really want that thought in my head, you know, when I'm trying to do other things. That's interesting. I like that. Yeah. I've never had that though. <laughs> yeah. I, I did also that my first 38 was with like in a mixed group, man, female. Yeah. But we got like a clear, like, a, okay. I was with my ex there as well. So, but, uh, we got like all of us got a clear, uh, information from the shaman. He said like, guys, like there is no like sex and sex thinking and like these things we need to stay away for now. And that's because it's gonna it's gonna just interfere with your experience. Exactly. You're not gonna dig too much too deep into yourself because you have this connection with other being, and then your energy just simply gets affected, and it's not gonna work as it's supposed to for you. So they made it quite clear why we're doing this, and I think everybody was just like, "Yeah, right, right, yeah." But still, there were some hot girls there, so obviously. <laughs> <laughs> It's always like this. Like I'm not doing it. I like I, I don't try to separate the the women out because like I'm trying to. I like, I, I I have no idea like the the accusations that I've gotten when I've suggest made those suggestions. But it's always like, and then I, I say something like like well I get distracted by women and then like six dudes come up and they go, oh I've never been distracted by a woman before. And I'm like okay then you what's wrong with you? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's each their own. But I mean, uh, the, the, I want to have a good uh, spiritual experience, and, uh, and and I know where my shortcomings are in it. So, so I guess the my next question would be: How is 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 this uh, December slot all, all booked up? Or <laughs> you want to come over? Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's not booked up. Not booked. There, he has still some uh, space. I mean, uh, send me the link. What? Send me a link or something so I can see. Uh, yeah, I will send it to you. Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's it's a good place. It's uh, it's uh, at the south part of Ecuador. It's called Vilcabamba. It's close also south to Cuenca or Guayaquil, and it's close to the border with Peru. So, and the guy is actually uh, somebody who the shaman is the guy who grow, grows his own San Pedro. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, he's a real shaman because actually. Shamanism means knowledge of plants, right? Knowledge yeah. of, and this guy is like San Pedro's are huge, and he has a huge like, like kind of field of some growing just San Pedro's. He's really good with it, and so, you can uh, see that he's uh, really well connected to this spiritual uh, force. Yeah. yeah. How is San Pedro different than ayahuasca? Like, does it? Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so ayahuasca is like uh, it's very feminine spirit. Right, even you say it's Mother Ayahuasca, right? While San Pedro, they say it's a father, grandfather San Pedro, because it's a masculine spirit, spirit of the mountains, 
And uh, ayahuasca basically gives you experiences, very emotional experiences, sometimes with, uh, very often with visions and take you very high. You get to experience like love and all these crazy emotions, while San Pedro gives you a, a clear sense of direction. So if you are, uh, and that's why they call it masculine spirit, because it's, it gives you like where you need to go now. And uh, what's the next steps for you? Where, what's, the, what's the direction you should be going? What's your purpose in life? Uh, it's like a man coming in and like, no, dude, like this is not it. That you, your sense of direction is deep inside you. You need to find it. And this is where we focus and you're going to find it now. So it's, it can be very intensive. To me, it felt like an amplifier kind of experience. Amplifier in a sense where I thought something negative it would amplify it like 10,000 times Whoa. and you would feel it really, but then you dig so deep that you see the nonsense of it. And then you switch to something super positive and it's going to amplify it 10,000 times. So, and it's going to give you, Oh, okay. This is the crazy thing that I really want to do. It says, I can see the beauty of it. Now I see the, I understand, you know? So, uh, so it, it gives, it gave me this amplifying kind of experience of, uh, Gives you a lot of energy as well. So you don't sleep basically 48 hours more or less, just you're charged with energy. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I don't know how body can handle this, but you don't want to, like, you're just active. It gives you so much energy. And, uh, yeah, so the exploration with San Pedro is more, is less uh, hallucinogenic. Probably you will not get any hallucinogenic effects. Right. Some people do. They get, like, they get to see auras on around people or see some colors and some get small visions, but it's not like ayahuasca. It's this thing is uh, clearly um, there to, to give you direction and not focus on emotion that much. Have you ever heard of the concept of a microdosing? Yeah. With mushrooms. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could do that with San Pedro. It sounds like it uh, would be an interesting experience. I wonder. I never, never thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> I tell you what, when you go to Ecuador, load up your suitcase, come to Toronto, we'll meet, and then you can continue on to Zurich. Okay? <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm gonna ask him. So he wanted some cho Swiss chocolate from me, so I do an exchange. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna give you some Swiss chocolate, but you give me some juice. <laughs> That's sure, since we're on the subject of, uh, of uh, drug trafficking, Anthony, um, congratulations in Canada. Uh, October 17th. Thank uh, you. Recognized marijuana became legal. I can go oh, down the street. I can go down the street now and get it. Yep. So, so guess what you're doing? Uh, you're going to go down the street and get some. <laughs> nice. Do you want me to mail it to you? <laughs> Send it to us. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, so yeah. when it comes to meditating, like I'm really interested to talk to people, uh, to see like what their experiences are. Like you talked about quieting the shitty mind, right? Mm -hmm. I mentioned to you, and I did it in one of uh, my London real speeches where that actually happened to me. And w w it's like, you need the mind to survive in this three dimensional world, right? You, you need it to kind of, you, you need it to, to survive, but it's also the, 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 the prison guard. It stops you from experiencing your, your spiritual self, right? Because it's always kind of pragmatic. It's always practical, right? And those are the things that keep you inside this physical box, right? When that mind is gone, what I experience is the heart opens up and your consciousness expands 
exponentially and all you feel is love. Did, did you, have you ever experienced like the mind completely going away? Yeah. Yeah. It gives you the feeling of, uh, you know, that, you know, that movie limitless. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So this is basically what you feel when your mind is quiet. You just don't have any freaking limits and you feel happy. It's yes. just, uh, it's not, it doesn't take, as of, for me, it doesn't stay with me for too long, but long enough to get that experience. And it's crazy. Yeah. And, so, uh, can you do mm-hmm. that often? Like, can you, can you put yourself into that state when you want, or does it just... I do that often. Really? Yeah. And uh, actually, this is connected to this uh, seduction kind of thing. <laughs> so, because in order to do this, you actually have to be able to quiet your mind. And uh, uh, because what, what I do now is... Uh, uh, how, where do I start, actually? It's really crazy. Um, I did this uh, meditation kind of retreat, in Budapest recently and it was also around seduction and was led by, by guys who like professionally approach women and so on and uh, like on the street and uh, but they do it in very natural way and like mm, a lot of their retreat or program is around meditation quieting your mind and getting to this blissful state of peace and understanding that you're a man and as a man, uh, you have your desires, accepting this, basically, and also your mission, and you have your worth, and so on. And what this little brain, or whatever, this little voice in your mind tells you is that you are not that. And it's like you're limited, you have your problems, limitations, this is like too big nose, or whatever. <laughs> whatever the, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and they encourage something like, but how do you know that the women don't like it? I mean, how do you like just wonder? You know, you should be a, a guy who wonders and goes and asks to verify that whatever this voice tells you in your head is right or not, because you don't know. How does how can it assume something if you if you like never checked? You know, it just assumes some truth, but based on what? Like on nothing. It's, it can be total right. bullshit. And then you listen to it and you accept that bullshit. And instead, they say. Actually, why don't you go and check, right? And to do this, you have to overcome a lot of limitations in yourself. You need to actually get into this meditative state where you accept yourself, accept your value, accept that you're just a human being who is looking for answers, who's checking, who has the desires and just completely accepts himself. So it took a while for me to, to <laughs> break through some of these borders and uh, we did special kinds of meditations there where they bring you to your body and try to push you very far away from your head, you know, from your the voice. <clears throat> Meaning all the emotions that you feel, like they can be placed somewhere in your body. So if you're, for example, in the case of approaching a woman, for me, like cold approaching some woman that I see and I find attractive, but I don't know her, she's just on the street. Uh, for me, the feelings uh, materialized in my stomach, in my body. And I didn't know, I just felt some pain there and I felt like, I don't know, just uncomfortable feeling in my, my stomach. And the guy just asked me, man, like, uh, so you feel it in your stomach, just accept that, that this is how it manifests and uh, push, your, push your consciousness or your thinking as far away from your 
brain or, or mind as possible, which would be in your body, which would be, for example, feet. You know, it's the farthest point from brain. <laughs> and uh, and uh, basically accept the feeling of pain in your stomach, push your consciousness down to your feet. And then go and approach and see. And uh, with that pain in my stomach, I did it like many hundreds of times. <laughs> and what I noticed is it dissolved. It just disappeared. Nothing is forever. So right now I have no pain in my stomach. I don't even feel anything. And uh, getting to that state brings you, I mean, in the beginning, you always will have this, what they call social anxiety, whenever when you're approaching, which is like just manifestations of some feelings in your body, but actually it doesn't exist, this social anxiety really, it's just the feelings. Uh, and you just need to accept it, and I get it, and then it's, uh, get it all the time. I just, what I do, I just start breathing deep, I go with my consciousness down to my feet, and I set myself into the mode of wondering. I wonder if this girl would like me or not. I wonder who she is. I wonder uh, if we could build something together. I wonder if uh, she's just looking for a lover. I wonder, I don't know. So I'm going to check. And with that, yeah, doing this a couple times a day, at some point of time you will end up with being in the state of limitlessness. Because you can basically approach anybody. You can ask for anything. You can go and do crazy stuff because nothing really matches this kind of experience. You know? Because you accept that somebody's going to judge you, maybe. You know? Somebody's going to have their opinion. But you don't give them authority to change your own state. You basically know who you are. I know my own value. Uh, and I'm just an explorer. And if you think, like, if you're just going to badly reject me, tell me to fuck off or something... That's not my problem. I know who I am. I don't give you authority to judge me. So, yeah, you're having a bad day. Sorry, you know. You must be retarded, not me. <laughs> More or less, though, I'm not going as far. But that's basically the feeling. And then with this, you feel much more um, valuable to yourself. You love yourself more. And there is kind of not, no limits. If I want to go and, I don't know, explore now, who, uh, I don't know, let's say dancing, you know, like I, I don't feel anything. I'm, I'm just going to go and do it. You know, it's like, because I feel it. I will not think, oh yeah, what other people's going to think about me? Like, oh, I'm going to probably suck. Yeah, but so what? You know, and uh, getting to that state, uh, it, it's just amazing. You, you just really feel no limits. So, so the practice you just described, you, you use that to quiet the mind. Yeah, I mean, this is, no, this is like uh, the practices which I'm doing. This is also kind of meditation here, right? Yeah, this is also sort of a practice. It's kind of more advanced practice already because you have to be on the street and you have to already know something about meditation right? in order to be able to do it. But um, the daily practice which I do is just I spend like five to ten minutes on, uh, at home alone and just simply meditating very quick. It's just 10 minutes, but, uh, you know, to, I don't think I need more right now. So probably like some time ago, I would need 30, but now I can do it quicker. And every day you just repeat it and you try to move your consciousness through over your body, down to your feet, come back, scan it, scan your, how you feel in your body today. And basically like not being in your body means not being in your head. Right. 
So uh, once you practice this and you just move around your body, you feel your fingers, you feel your ass, you feel your feet, <laughs> you know, like you feel everything, your dick, <laughs> whatever. So I try to feel everything and see how it is. Uh, for that five minutes that you're doing this or 10 minutes, you're not in your head, you know, so you're, you're familiar with how it is to be quiet, you know. And, and when you do this for a longer period of time and it becomes natural and then you can go to the street and do this crazy shit that I'm there. Yeah, because it's simply easier. Yeah, yeah the, um, the pickup in, uh, in general, um, I don't know if we talked about this, Adam, but, but I was a pickup coach in, in Vegas for mm-hmm. about a year and done. Um, it, it fascinated me how many pickup coaches um, got into meditation because you had... The, you do, if you know the history of pickup, it, it's it's mired in just awkwardness until you know a few, up until a few years ago when people realized it's like oh we can be ourselves we don't have to like lie this whole time. <laughs> there was a huge transition to that, um, but um, uh, it it just fascinated me how many people went from I'm picking up girls to um, I'm not I, I'm either not picking up girls or I'm meditating a lot more and I'm doing. Uh, a lot more spiritual stuff. And there, there's always these two types of people that go into pickup. You're like, um, you're either a psychopath who just wants to like manipulate women and learn how to do that. Mm-hmm. Or like 1% of, of, of the population population. And then there's this, this 99% of other people who legitimately one don't know how to like get a girlfriend. And, mm-hmm. and two, um, uh, the idea of walking up to a stranger is so overwhelmingly like stressful for them. And, um, and you stop and you think about that, and you go, you go, oh, it's so overwhelmingly stressful, yet they're still going to force themselves to do it. They're actually at a higher echelon than, than the majority of people who aren't into this stuff and who just lie to themselves and say, and, you know, go to a bar and say, oh, I can go pick up any girl I want, but I'm not going to. I'm just going to hang out with the boys. You mm-hmm. know? And they're not pushing themselves, but it's like that um, overcoming that, that anxiety time and time again. And then one realizing that, oh my God, like I can improve like myself, I can improve who I am. And, uh, and then two, just smashing through that anxiety, your ego gets, uh, a woman can just take your ego, rip it out of your throat and and smash on it. And there's nothing one that you can do. And two, um, you just have to accept it, go back to your friends and be like, Oh, I just got blown out of a set. Well, I'm going to go back into another one. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think that they're like, I can't think of of a much faster, way to improve as a man than to go up to a woman and a woman bluntly tell you that, that you're a shitty person and to leave me alone. <laughs> That's true. Actually, yeah, uh, often, for the most part, you have good experiences, but, but when it doesn't, you go, Oh, and then you come back and you go, Oh, that wasn't so bad. True. Uh, wow. This is like, I, I can totally resonate with this. So to me, I actually started to take pleasure out of the, <laughs> the set where I get badly blown or out. <laughs> Yeah, which is which is kind of crazy because I'm like, oh, right. So, but this is where I can really improve. Like, this is where I get to feel all these bad feelings. Where I try to like this, this, this uh, mind tries to tell me how worthless I am, and then I can actually just get calm and come back to what I like. How did I judge myself like this? You know, and just start thinking it and. Uh, maybe not really analyzing, just feeling it and how big of a bullshit it is 
And you can learn so much out of this. It's unbelievable. I, and to the point where I really started to enjoy this. You know? And the funny thing is that uh, the more I enjoy this, uh, the, the less I get blown out. You know, if yeah. In sense, you know, because I'm calm. I can just feel like you can do whatever. You know, I'm just standing here and... Uh, and the girls, they somehow can see this and they can sense it. It's, it's unbelievable. Uh, you, it's really a spiritual kind of experience. Yeah, and, there, and, and it's not like a confidence thing. You can go up to a girl and be like, I, I, some of my best experiences when, when I go up to a girl and I'm super uncomfortable and, and stuff, but I'm being okay with that. And, I, and, and they, they'll give you, they're okay with you being awkward and un- uncomfortable. What they're not okay with is you hiding intentions and you lying to them. They can, they can, they spot that like instantly. And, and it's like one of the reasons why you just, you go, I, you know, I can't lie anymore. Like if, if I, if I want to go up to a girl and, 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 I, and my intention is to have sex with her immediately, well, that is what I have to tell her because um, if I'm trying to hide that from her, she'll, she'll smell it out. And, it, and, uh, and it, it's, um, it's a good thing that she does. So, so, so she doesn't get lied to. Um, and, uh, and, and there's just, it, it, it's such a deep, thing to to be to talk about and, and it actually ends up so anyway um there, there's so much to talk about here but uh but you you sort of start to make a transition in your life where, where you start to realize that when somebody's having a bad day they'll take it out on on like the, the next closest person and, and if that happens to be you it's almost like your obligation to find out what's wrong so like well, when you start getting like really good i'm sure you're, you're starting to get there where you have a girl who doesn't want to talk to you really like she's like visibly upset and you go up to her and, and you're just like, you're like, well, what's wrong? Like, how can I help? Like, uh, you end up like coming with, with that mentality. And then you start coming with that mentality with like all people. Cause you realize everyone is, is you, everyone, life is suffering. It's, it's like the first thing that Buddha figured out. It's the first thing that Jesus figured out. All religions figured this out first. Life is suffering. So let's find out what's wrong. Uh, and then, and then let, let people just talk about it for a little bit. And, uh, um, it, it's so exciting to, to be able to talk about pickup again. I haven't done it. In- <laughs> <laughs> nice to hear. I didn't know about you. I don't know. And we learned something. That's cool. Yeah. Great. Yeah. No, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, actually, I would never go into pickup if it felt uh, in, in some way that I'm doing a bad thing. You know, in my heart, I would feel oh, it's, it's something really negative. But it, it's really not. You know, when you start connecting with people, with girls, you see that you start to accept the truth of life, you know, the truth of how women are and what do they want and how, uh, how do they want to connect with men. And, uh, you know, you learn shitloads of things and the emotions between you are real. It's not like, uh, like somebody trying to manipulate anybody if you are also honest with yourself and with the girl. Maybe the guys, like you would describe the psychopaths or whatever, like the old pickup style where you just go indirectly and kind of try to... You know, like, oh, ask where, where the next Starbucks is, but you really mean to have sex with her. It's like really stupid. So mm-hmm. maybe it's going to end up really bad or weird. I wouldn't do that. But uh, but if you're completely honest and you're like showing your intentions and you also are a person who will accept whatever the reaction the woman can have, because she may have a bad day. She may... Maybe she just broke out uh, up with some boyfriend and she's just having like... She doesn't want to have anything to do with other men. You know, and you're just there, okay, no, it's all right. I completely understand. And that's just beauty, you know. And all of you, like girls and guys, everybody, 
learns from this and benefits. And for me, it's like one of the major things that I've done in my life that contributed to growth. Yeah, what growth. Because I also know that I can, thanks to this, I can connect to other people, uh, not just girls. I can connect at the deeper levels to, to, to friends and strangers. And uh, I smile more. And then, you know, I, I, it's just a feeling, you know, you go to a train station and people just feel it from you, you know. Mm. Sometimes I just, I get opened by people, you know, because they think I'm somehow I look friendly or something. I don't even know why. And uh, this didn't happen to me before. So I guess it's like something on energetic level that also changes with you. While when you're practicing it, it's like, for me, it's just sort of a different kind of meditation, which maybe puts you out of comfort more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so how did you get into, uh, into the, the seductive arts? Uh, okay. Where did it start? So... I was still with my ex, <laughs> but uh, obviously, no, actually it was funny because I, I watched the presentation on YouTube from a guy who was, I was trying to resolve some problems with myself, which were related to my relationship with now my ex. So I, I thought that I have a problem with expressing my masculine during being more seductive and I didn't understand what women want. So I was just searching on YouTube or whatever, and I found this presentation of a guy who was talking about, like, what do women want, you know? And his name was James Marshall, and uh, he did a presentation on uh, 21 Convention, maybe you know this. 21 Convention, it's really cool, and uh, they have these speeches for men. So I watched this, and then I think he said something about, like, whatever. Like uh, the seductive community, la la la, and I started searching, and I found this stupid book, the game. <laughs> of course, I read it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I think everybody kind of read the game. Biggest, the biggest waste of a read. Uh, yeah, it's totally. <laughs> but then I read it, and I was like, "Wow, that's that's actually interesting. Like if that works." And uh, but then coming back to the uh, the guys the presentation I've seen, the guy was talking about something completely different. So in the game, it was indirect. It was like manipulating women to uh, get sex with them. While this guy was talking about being natural. And, uh, you know, and this kind of resonated with me. So I did some more research and it was just interesting topic. I just wanted to improve myself for the woman I was with. You know, I wasn't looking into like going and sleeping with other girls now and like finding a new girlfriend for every next week, whatever. I just wanted to improve myself as a man, you know, become more masculine, become more, uh, I don't know, interesting to, to my partner. I don't know, something like this, because we've been together for a long while. And uh, this triggered me to explore this. And so, so but I wasn't really active uh, day gamer, let's say, at that time. So and I didn't want to. I tried it a couple of times, but I didn't mean to like have sex with a girl and the thing worked. <laughs> so I was really surprised. It was really funny. And I was actually just shocked and like whatever. This was just like a, this, this enlightenment that you get like, oh, this is, this thing is working. Oh my god. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it was definitely my first real like awakening it was like it was like one um they did just the the idea that like because because you get lucky early like and and you have no idea what you're doing you're like this girl's with me like and you look in the mirror and you're you're like wait i'm not an ugly person like I, i'm not like a, a terrible oh. like it, it just it, it it you it completely rearranges how you, how you think um and yeah there, there's 
uh, I actually had a, a almost exact similar experience to you. Um, uh, broke up with my girlfriend fully. The, the, the big thing here is when the breakup happens, there's two, there's two methods that, that happens to the, to the guy. One of two things can happen. One, you blame the girl. That girl's a bitch. She's crazy. There's nothing wrong with me. And you go on with your life and you have a pretty shitty life. Or the second person, I think that this is much less um, consistent. It doesn't happen as often is, is you go, there's something wrong with me. I did something wrong. Like, this is my responsibility. Why this relationship didn't work out the way that I wanted it to. Let's figure this out. I want to be, how to be more masculine. What do women want? Hit the YouTube. I literally saw the exact same. I know exactly 21 convention. I've like, I've booklets of notes on, on those, uh, uh, just figuring this stuff out. And, um, yeah, I, I, I resonate exactly with what you're talking about. right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me it was like, uh, so now we can get into the, the story that I had in the breakup. Yeah. So, uh, for me, I was like, as you probably remember, I, uh, when I was on uh, London Real, I was still with my girlfriend at that time and uh, basically talking on topics of like smiling and uh, vaccination and stuff like this. Yeah. I was for the reason because I thought that I had a son. I mean, I had the son at that time and uh, uh, I was basically putting all my energy into the relationship, into the baby and being like the best father possible and, you know, just uh, researching the topics, anything that could just help and improve our lives and life of the little guy. I would research and basically, you know, that's where I was at that time. And uh, a couple of months later, so uh, let's say it was the Aaron, she's the baby. He was uh, nine months old at that time. I was quitting my job, I remember at the time, because I wanted to start like a business or something. And uh, uh, my girlfriend just came to me uh, and sat down and just told me that uh, she had an affair, like affair, uh, like a second relationship uh, with some other guy for like a year or something like this, you know. So when we, uh, when we no, more than a year. And, uh, and when we came back from uh, South America, which was 2016, she didn't have anything to do with the guy, but then she started the relationship with him. And she said, okay, that she doesn't want to do this or something. Like, it was a really crazy discussion. I don't even remember that. I was in big shock mm. because I didn't notice. You know, I didn't see anything. I didn't, pre like, kind of, like, was unexpected totally, you know. Mm -hmm. Like you, you like I was blind or something. I didn't see it. I, I honestly believed we are like this couple which is gonna be together forever, kind of, you know. And now we had the baby and everything, so it was like a big fucking shock. And I, I remember just going to work next day, and uh, like, I was like thinking about it, like what the fuck? So what is it like with this guy? And why did she tell me maybe she wants to be with me now? Like really crazy thoughts. And then I just remember I'm in the kitchen and like doing my math in my head. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What about the baby? Mm. So like, how the fuck do I know? And then I look at the picture and I actually literally had to sit down. You know, when I saw the baby's picture, yeah, I, I couldn't move for like one hour. I sat down and I just couldn't, my, my legs didn't work. And I was like, man, actually, I think it's not my baby, you know? So, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. You know, yeah, you're never sure. 
So I just remember that like I'm not moving. I went to my boss and I said, man, I need to go home, man. I or something. I just need to get out of work now. Just go to a fucking park or something and just digest it because I'm going to have a, a, a conversation with my girlfriend today. And he said like, yeah, I'm just, just fucking go, man. It's crazy. But I told him what happened. And, uh, and uh, so I go back home and uh, I just remember asking her, uh, so what about the baby? And she says to me, what do you think? You know, what did I was really crazy answer question to ask. But I didn't think that at the time. So I was like, all right, I think it's my baby, but I don't know. What do you think? Like or something in that direction. And she says, I don't know. You know? So I was like, okay, fuck, we need to find. And then at that point I knew basically, like my, my spirit kind of like knew. I went down, I picked the arm, I took him to my hands and hugged him and looked at him and I was like, oh, fuck, yeah, definitely not my baby. But I love him, you know? So it's like, it was really interesting situation to be in. I remember just running around screaming and crying. and Basically, I had to move out from the flat, like, immediately, just get into some Airbnbs. And it was very tough two weeks for me at that mm-hmm. time. And uh, I honestly, I was not trying to blame her for doing this. And, like, you know, coming back to what you just pointed out, uh, Justin, was uh, uh, I didn't blame her. And I kind of also didn't blame me at that point of time. I just sort of accepted that, okay, this is life. This shit happened. I cannot, it's the reality, you know. I cannot believe in a story which my brain tries to make up now that we can all fix it and it's not happening and actually I can be there. Was just accept the reality of pain that you're getting now. And uh, the situation is true, that's life, that's what happened. It was really difficult to do at that time. I really wanted to, for this to be a dream or something, but it wasn't. And uh, it took me, I think, like really two weeks to fully accept it. And uh, lots of meditation and I think ayahuasca ceremony from 2015 helped me a lot in uh, accepting like this situation. And trying to understand, and, and 21 convention helped me try to understand why possibly she could have done it, you know, and not tell me anything and not be honest and live with this for like 18 months, you know, and uh, uh, so I didn't blame her. Imagine that I still have a good relation with her. So we still meet from time to time and uh, I want to see the little guy because I am emotionally connected with him still. He's just a baby. So, and uh, he's not guilty of anything of that. And I had an emotional connection, which I don't want to take away. Uh, I don't need to see him like every day or every kind of, kind of two weeks or whatever. I can see him every month, every year, whatever. But I feel that the connection that we have or the emotional connection I have with him, it's just, it's nothing bad. It's just something that is there and I accept it too. You know, it doesn't affect my life in any big way so I'm, I can move forward having this emotional feeling to the baby and I'm really happy that my ex uh, is now kind of like uh, she's not my f- friend I would say but let's say we have this kind of positive relation between each other and uh, she kind of respects me in a way that when we meet we just talk normally and I can play with the baby it's no problem if I want to so 
I'm kind of grateful for this that I was able not to go negative about it and blame her for everything and be super negative because I think this would well, my life would be looking completely different now. Yeah. And I also thanks to this, I I think it's it's like I, I always try to imagine like a like a hot metal thing, you know, when you when you take take like let's say like a metal ball and you heat it up, right? So to me, this event was like this, like I'm a metal ball, I'm getting heating up, heated up, and now I can actually shape it to whatever I want. You know, so that's how I, I felt about this event, that because of this, my I got heated up to the point where I could now decide how my life should be looking right, like, uh, uh, looking like right now and shape it and use this situation to my benefit. Instead of, uh, I don't know, like being all negative, blaming, and uh, I don't know, how can I say it, depressive about it. I chose the positive side, you know. That's yeah. a great attitude. I mean, you could have went either way. Like you said, your life could be completely different now. You could be in like um, your own self-induced hell, but uh, you didn't. So congratulations for that. And you, you think that the ayahuasca experience enabled you to take that positive direction in this situation? Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like, uh, I had one of those trips where uh, I was accepting really negative stuff, I mean, like, mm, at the spiritual level. So she taught me how to accept <clears throat> difficult emotions within me right. and those kind of situations. And... When this happened, the feeling that I had was not foreign to me, you know, because I already had it. Okay. And I knew how to deal with it and how I should now uh, react to avoid huge pain, you know. So uh, on ayahuasca, I was trying to block it and it was just getting more and more painful until I accepted it. So this time when it happened, I felt the pain, I felt the situation again, and I knew I need to accept it. You know, it was just the internal state, like, okay, I know this situation. I don't want to suffer. Right. I want to actually enjoy my life. And, you know, how to do this? You need to accept it. You need to give yourself some time, obviously. You know, it's going to be, you need to accept all these emotions that are coming back to you, make you feel shitty and so on. But you let them go, you accept them, you know, one by one. And in this way, they're not going to stay with you. They're just going to manifest and go. And that was what I experienced in ayahuasca. And that's also what I experienced uh, after the breakup. Yeah, it's like the, um, when you were talking about the San Pedro um, amplifying uh, negative experiences and events in them, um, that amplification it makes it it's so big that you can kind of like see the, the cracks and fissures in in the in the logic and the and the reason and you go oh this this thing is just bullshit mm -hmm. and, and you just you just kind of you're you're able to 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 take it in whereas when when it's just this little tiny thing in the back of your head it's actually a lot more dangerous because uh, you don't see it you you can't it it it, it just kind of poisons the well of, of all of your other thought thought processes but when it's giant right there and you can look at it and you go you know oh this thing isn't as tough as uh, uh as i originally thought and and you just you, 
it's it's a great practice round for for what you're uh, about to go through and hmm. uh, um yeah as a I definitely didn't have a baby, but I did have the breakup and that did result in the exact same situation. And um, it does make me realize things about women that are just not logical. And it's like, they, they shouldn't, like you, you, they shouldn't be logical because they're a woman. They're more mm-hmm. feminine. So it's a, it's a, that's the first thing that you have to acknowledge that it's okay that, that these things, that they're able to compartmentalize these, these things. Cause my my girlfriend, I and, I and I know from experience with talking with other guys about similar experiences, she knew that she was going to break up with me months before she broke up with me. Mm-hmm. And and she was able to compartmentalize that and stuff. And um and you can tell this with uh, with with women because they they actually want you to break up with them so they don't have to do it. So they'll start doing little things that uh start kind of get under your skin and stuff. And um and if you're in an actual relationship and you can pick up on that and understand what, like what these little like uh, insults are for what they are. And, and they're a, a cry for help, basically saying, Hey, our relationship's in trouble. You need to start figuring something out. Um, as opposed to, Oh, my, my wife or my girlfriend's just being, you know, bitchy or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, she's trying to tell you something that, that, she, that she doesn't um, uh, feel like she can express uh, with words and, uh, and, it, all this stuff is like Captain Hindsight, and and it just makes it makes it you know it it it's all this the 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 the, the, the dating stuff is just uh, there's so much there, <laughs> so, it's so much more than 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 just having sex with girls. Yeah, understanding the feminine. I love this part of the yeah. Let's talk about that. community. Understanding the feminine energy and just seeing it as something really beautiful and something that allows you to express your natural energy. You know, also the masculine, you know, also you can actually express it and feel it and see the beauty of it as well and how it dances with the feminine. That's perfect. I love it. Actually, I love women, you know. It's like uh, the fact how they they are, how they react, how emotional they are and, uh, you know, irrational sometimes, uh, you know, and like from the perspective of the brain, you know, or very rational, also as well, you know, because sometimes I think it's like a woman is actually uh, rational, pretending to be romantic, and men are romantic, <laughs> pretending to be rational, you know, so it's like it depends on the time of the month and so on, so uh, actually it's, women are very interesting, you know, and this is something like, I think lots of guys in the seduction community, they say like, if the women were like kind of like men, seduction community would be so fucking boring and so predictable. But yeah. they're not. They're uh, very interesting. Every single one of them is different, and you can explore and see something beautiful about each and every one. You just need to explore and see and uh, just love it, love the process. It's awesome too, because because earlier you were talking about um, masculine energy, and, and masculine energy is like, hey, no, we're not doing that. We're doing this. Mm, direction energy is the opposite. It's like it's like, oh, let's explore this. Let's check this out. Let's, so they're like they're they're allowing you to grow exponentially faster. And uh, it's it's the masculine energy that that goes, hey, some of this stuff isn't great. Like let's focus on on the things. But it, but it, the um, the amount of, of stuff that they that they'll allow you to to try and test out and and, and grow as opposed to just focusing on one singular thing. It, it's just it's the perfect yin and yang to. Uh, to life. And, um, I really hope that, um, 
the general population starts picking up on on how fantastic how these two things have to work together they can't just be one or the other and uh and and, and all this stuff but it, it's like uh, when, when i'm talking about genders and stuff i'm always having like two separate conversations depending on the person that i'm talking about like like yes it's man and woman thing but um uh when i'm talking to somebody like you and it's like no we both have we all have the masculine and feminine within us like like let's let's talk about that for a little bit because that's way more fascinating than you have a penis and you have a, a vagina. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but that was decided in in the womb. You know that that's not a uh, which is also okay because people also see like basically it's like a taboo topic sometimes. You know, yeah, we do have a penis and girls have vaginas. Okay, it's cool. You know, it's not so complicated and you just accept it as a you know something that's natural and is okay. You know. So instead of making a taboo out of it and I don't know, like hiding your dick, just don't. Well, just see, explore, and just be be more in sync with nature. I just accept it. Also, it's about acceptance. You know, mm-hmm. nothing bad about it. You know, and we it's so unfortunate that we don't get taught about it in like school. Like mm-hmm. nobody talks about it really. Like at this level. No, it's just like so weak. <laughs> I wish I had some proper education in, in on this topic when I was young, but actually like not many people ever get that. Not even from parents or anybody, you know. It's like it's just like you need to figure it out on your own. <laughs> they didn't they didn't know. They I, I I give them an excuse on the on the gender stuff, uh, in the masculine and feminine, because that stuff's very es- esoteric. So it's like I know that a lot of people don't know about this stuff. But what I do know is that everyone knows good and evil, morals and ethics. Like Western society was built off of this. That's something that should definitely be in school because once you know what good is and you just embody what good is and then your life just gets better. Um, uh, it's so much, that would be so much better to learn in grade school than, than um, stuff that I can't even remember. I, I don't even remember what, what they taught like, because it was just so useless. I learned how to write in English in two different ways, cursive and regular. And uh-huh. we, we could have gotten rid of one of those and, and learned how to meditate instead, guys. You know, it's, it's yeah, just, I agree with you 100%. Meditation should be one of the topics they teach at school, definitely. Definitely, yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, go, go. how has your experience been with, um, with locating the, the divine feminine within you and, and, and how... How, how that stuff's been going on. We, Anthony and I have been talking about that a lot lately, actually. The, the feminine, feminine energy. Yeah. Well, uh, I think I had a lot of it before, so I kind of know what it feels like because uh, of the nature of the relationship I was with with my ex now. She was a very uh, masculine person, you know, and I was expressing more feminine. So I... Uh, even though I could never be like really feminine, you know, uh, because there was definitely something really, very masculine in me. But uh, in that setup, I was expressing feminine and uh, I enjoyed it because it was full of emotions, something that I, uh, like in my family, my father uh, is a very masculine person and he doesn't express emotions too much. So I had this example. You know, so I was also as a kid, I was never like expressing emotions. I didn't even explore them too much. I was just like, well, like existing and making everything rational. And uh, uh, 
in this relationship with my ex, I was able to actually explore this side and feel more and do practices which were expressing the, the feminine, which is, uh, uh, for example, yoga, you know, is one of the practices which I did. And I don't regret it at all. It was just fascinating and amazing to feel all these feelings and accepting them and seeing that life can be so interesting when you feel those feelings, you know, when you allow yourself to... To, to, to just simply feel things and do, based, do something based on that. You know, this is very feminine. It's like, uh, it's just this craziness. You don't take the rational mind and uh, decide rationally about going somewhere. You're just like, I feel it. I feel good. I'm going to do that. You know, <laughs> whatever. You know? It's like, it makes no sense, but I'm like just going there and doing it. And uh, it, it feels quite amazing. And uh, I must say, I, I liked it, you know, and... Uh, uh, so my energies were like balanced in this weird way uh, until the breakup, and then they just changed like this, which was uh, which was also a crazy experience. But I still uh, embrace feminine in me, and uh, I like it because it also helps me um, like, like feel develop deeper connections with people, you know. And uh, so my uh, relationship with feminine. I, I daily try to um, feel it, that I have it, that I'm, I have my feminine side and uh, express it as much as I can. You know? So if I meet women, I try to connect with them emotionally and uh, uh, at the same time uh, expressing masculine, giving direction and deciding things and basically being like a, a, a not a portal, how can I say it? being like a pillar on which the other person can just uh, rely and, and express her emotions. And I love to see that, you know, which is another feminine kind of uh, feeling. But when you see other person open up, feel these feelings, open up and just uh, show you uh, how nice it is to be around you and you just see it, it's amazing, you know. So I embrace both at the moment. You know. Yeah, my lately my my big thing has been trying to figure out what is happening behind, like um, not not I mean not necessarily inside their brain, but just like what they're thinking, and then try to try to find connections um, mm-hmm. in their thought process. And it's a uh, I find it just fascinating how similar like each individual is to to each other and. and there, there's all these sort of things that like you can't say to somebody like you have all these crazy things in your head right and you want to express them to people and you can't express all of your thoughts because then everyone's going to think you're crazy but you know, <laughs> you know deep down that they're having the same thoughts as you but they're yeah. they know socially like if i go too far with with, with this stuff uh and and then and, and if anybody goes too far around me i'm going to take that advantage and be like like whoa that was weird man it, mm-hmm. Even though, like you, you literally just had a dream where you had sex with your mom, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Well. <laughs> but uh, there but, yeah. are definitely some things. But you know what? I I often try to to actually I had a conversation with uh, a girl on on this, and there was uh, we talked about this, and I told her that actually I try to, which I do, I try to really be this. I express myself uh, in an open way, even to strangers. And what it resulted in is um, 
now they kind of accept more for like, how can I say it? Like you are around them and you say something, then they're going to go, ah, it's Adam, you know? <laughs> like that's how he is. He just talks this kind of things, you know? And at the same time, like you said, uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, they all feel it too. They're just afraid to express it, but they, they connect with you, you know? They're, like, they're going to come to you. It's like, you know what? They will open up to you as well, much easier, because you're this kind of crazy person, which they don't really think you're crazy. They just play it. You know? yeah. Once you accept it and you know it, it's yeah. not that heavy, you know? So even talking about having a dream, having sex with your mom, you know, it's, uh, it becomes like, you're just going to say it, and they're going to be laughing at it, but probably, very likely, one or two of them will come over to you and just talk about like which weird kind of dreams they had. Because yeah. all of a sudden you open so much, right? And they, they can express finally whatever was deep inside them. Okay, fuck, I can finally express it to someone who will understand you know, and it's so liberating and amazing. Exactly, it's yeah. like you're, it's like you're, you're fertilizing the the air with like a great fertilizer that where great thoughts and uh, expressions can can sprout from. But if you're if you're constantly like, don't talk about that stuff. That stuff is yeah. uh, embarrassing. You're embarrassing me in front of my friends. Uh, that's that's like weed killer. That's like a <laughs> yeah, yeah. desert fertilizer. It's a. Um, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm glad you're doing that. And I always feel like um, you're always in the right place when somebody's like, oh, that's just, uh, you know, that's just Adam being Adam. <laughs> yeah, to me, it just feels funny now. But this gives you so much freedom as well. It's a, it's a feeling of freedom. And, I, you know, I realized that I was in search for freedom for a very long time. I didn't know what I'm looking for, but it was freedom, most likely. And because I feel so happy when I get that, you know. Yeah. I can now openly talk about topics I didn't, you know, before. And it's like I said, liberating. It makes me feel free, you know, and awesome. So that, that's good. And uh, I want more of that. You know? it's just, I would wish that to everybody else. Imagine the world where people just expressing themselves freely and don't judge based on what, like, on what are you actually judging people based on know like social norms or you know who 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 made those norms like why are these norms correct and other norms not like who, who makes a decision about that <laughs> it's like it's retarded you know <laughs> to me it's just like all right so i cannot yeah. accept it anymore i remember when i was in my 20s i was a software engineer too and uh in the corporate world where i spent a lot of my time People didn't, they didn't, especially men didn't connect to their feminine, right? Um, but I had friends who were artists, like they, they were in, in the movie industry and, and they were doing other things. And when, when, when I would hang out with them, they, they were all, even though like very masculine, they also had like connection to their feminine side too. And it was so liberating being around people like that. It was like a breath of fresh air. It's like, fuck, they're actually verbalizing things I'm thinking, but I was scared to say in this other environment. And, and, and you're right, it's freedom. It, there's, there's definitely a freedom associated with that. But what I learned back in those days, those people were so much fun to be around and so liberating. But a lot of them didn't, didn't have like a grounding, like that meditation gives you. 
And a lot of them ended up like burning out early, um, you know, getting into too much of the alcohol, too much of the drugs. A couple of them died. Uh, so I, I think it's so important to have that sense of freedom, connecting to the feminine and express yourself. And, and, and when you're in that mode, you can just feel it. you're happy, right? You're just happy and you're talking. Um, but you still need you still need to have like this groundedness to to your core that that keeps you from like flying away and kind of like being the phoenix and rising into the sun, right? And it seems like Adam, you you have both of those aspects worked out. You, you you're you know just talking to you, you're obviously open. Freedom isn't an issue for you anymore, from what I can see. Like you have it. And at the same time, you have that that groundedness that's to your core, to your to your spiritual side, which is awesome to see. And uh, <laughs> and just to add to that, I, I this is why I actually love um, doing this podcast with Anthony uh, as opposed to just by myself because uh, one of us will will always go like, "Hey, this stuff is amazing, it's great," and all spiritual stuff, and then one of us will always come back and be like, be "Like, remember, it has to stay grounded." And uh, that's so fundamentally important. And uh, especially, you know, Anthony even brought up that, that this, when you fly off the handle, you're, you understand because you, your ayahuasca experience, you know, when you meditate and you do this stuff, you're getting closer to death. And that's like, that's sort of like the, the whole basically goal. And when, when you're really in that, that zone, you're, um, you're, you're getting pretty close to death. And, uh, and that, that, that feeling is great and everything, but if it's not grounded back into the, the earth, you, you can fly off into outer space and stuff. And, uh, and it's like I always say, like when I jump down a crazy rabbit hole of weirdness, you got to come back. <laughs> Everyone's just going to think you're crazy. Like, what are you talking about? These lizard people, Justin, like, <laughs> you know, you have to get back to reality or, or you just, and that, I guess that that's where, you know, you talk about who, who created these norms. I, I guess, I, I guess it had to do with too many people going, talking about crazy stuff and, and everyone just being like, Hey, like, bring it back. <laughs> um, I, I guess like, I, and that, that's just a, a suggestion. So I, I, I thought that, that was a great uh, point to bring up Anthony is what I was getting at. Yeah. And I, I think that, that um, when we look at the history of European society, I think you, Europeans in, in many different ways, like through inquisitions and I don't know, through the history, like hundreds of years have always suppressed their people. Right. Um, in, in different ways. And I, I think we're still living with the remnants of that, right? Like if anything, anyone says like anything slightly out of the ordinary, they're, they're an easy target to make fun of, right? So that's, that's another part of it. And, and, and to be able to stand up and say, this is who I am, I don't, regardless of what you think, and, and you can feel that, that's, that strength in your core, um, that, that to me is really the, the objective of life, right? Like to, to find your own voice, to speak your own voice and to feel comfortable and free in, in that process, regardless of what the world says. Because the, the rest of the world is fucking crazy, right? <laughs> we've, we've all recognized that. Like it's crazy. All you got to do is turn on the, the news and watch like 10 minutes of it to realize things are not the way they should be. But at least, in, but at least inside here, I can make sure that things are the way they should be, right? And, and make peace with that. Yeah, that's very nice. Nicely said, Anthony. Yeah, the and the fact that you've um, that you Adam have, have, have embodied the the S shape and the yin and the yang, the the middle the middle the, the point of balance. Um, 
very well. And you can, you, you can just tell this stuff when, for me, especially when it comes to the pickup is uh, when somebody is like, yeah, it's testing and, and being natural. And uh, you're asking the right questions. Like who, like, what, you know, how can I make this more interesting for the girl? And, and, and how can I make like, what, what is going on in her head and, and all this stuff. Uh, it's, it's great to see. And it's like, you've grown so much since the last time we, we've talked. It's uh, <laughs> It's fascinating, and uh, yeah, it makes me feel wish we were back in London again. <laughs> yeah, we should we should meet up again, guys. <laughs> Definitely. September, man. I, I I'm gonna. I've been talking about this for way too long. I got to do it. I'll be, I'll be in. I'll be in Ecuador. All right, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, cool. cool. You should. You've been talking about Ecuador for a while. Now you gonna make this one? Oh my god, yeah, I got to do it. It's been too long. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Ecuador, right? I wonder how it's gonna be. Actually, honestly, uh, I I am a little bit scared about it. I would say I'm because uh, I'm not sure if like the reason why I'm going again is that probably I just want to find out if I'm not hiding any feelings related to this breakup thing within me somewhere deep where I just deny them. I'm not sure, you know. So it's like. Uh, because um, I notice things now, like when I see children, <laughs> for example, you know, right. I'm really deep in love with children. It's crazy. So when I see them, I just, they just make me cry. They just make me want to cry. So I definitely notice there is something, you know, where uh, a deep emotion within me, which got woken up and uh, got badly beaten and maybe it just needs to go and uh, i just want to see i'm not sure because i i think i'm i'm doing pretty well with meditation and with you know just accepting myself but i have the feeling that ayahuasca will let me get deeper and uh, understand what the fuck happened there really <laughs> you know within me and uh, maybe just process it and uh, be really free of it and just understand i just have a understanding of, of 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 the emotions that i was feeling and accepting them fully that's a, that's a good idea like, i fully believe that no matter what happens to us um it's, it's because of us right the things we do the way we feel the emotions we have even karma uh, to to a degree so um and when things very painful things happen it's important to make sure that you break that cycle that cycle stops right and that you clear whatever energy is causing that to 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 happen. Um, so so good luck with that. That that is definitely I think an important thing that will clear the way for you know an awesome relationship that will come when you're ready for it. Right after you finish um, seducing, <laughs> go yeah, through that thing. Another point, you know, because. Um, I'm clearly in an explorative phase right now. Yeah, I right? get that sense. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, but this is also something that I've been looking at and, and working on and meditating on. If I actually do want to be in a relationship, like a, a long-term relationship with a person, if I, if I actually do want that, you know, because uh, it's the option which is being kind of given to us also like by society that basically yeah. that's the way to go right 
And uh, you, as a man, are supposed to like get married, get a house, a car, or, like whatever, then family and die. <laughs> die. <laughs> and then, and then, you know. But are there any other options? You know. So, is there something else that I could do to express myself in this kind of field? Is it possible to have multiple relationships and get them going in peace? Is it possible? Okay, maybe, yes. I don't know. Would it be something for me? I don't know. Maybe, yes. Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. So uh, this is something which also opened up in me. And uh, I kind of, now I'm really like a like blank sheet of paper on which you can really write. I don't feel like uh, anything, like like a jealousy about women, which I'm meeting and then, them going and having relationships with other men also. I just don't, I don't feel it. You know, as long as I'm connected, uh, you know, like, well, that's good. And I don't actually, I stop to believe in the concept of the one. Also, that's something, you know, like this being thought to us is there is somebody, you know, in the universe that is just made for you and you need to meet them and then it's going to be perfect forever. Yeah. I don't believe that actually. I believe that, you can connect at a very deep level with anybody, any person. It's just like it takes work and it takes dedication and you really need to be passionate about it. And you can really connect very deeply. And and then, I don't know, two months later or something, you can connect at this same level with another person. And then you get the feeling of the one twice, which kind of <laughs> deletes the whole concept. So I'm exploring that as well. And I wonder what I'm going to figure out. But uh, at the moment, it's just interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, that, those are all interesting topics. Like, uh, you, you, you can go a lot of different directions with that. I think um, the, the, the concept of like, the right one being there for you, the soulmate, whatever label you want to uh, ascribe to it, is, uh, is one that I, I felt like really hard for, especially when I was young. Um, and... And you learn that, that you can have the great relationships with a lot of people, but there comes a point in, in your life when you start thinking also that you want, you want to build something with someone, right? And so that kind of factors into it also. Um, but I, I remember one time I went to this, this uh, course called Landmark, and, and they did this ex- uh, experiment where you look into, into people's eyes. You have two people, you have two lines and people just face each other and you just go and you just every like two minutes you move and you start looking into the other people's eyes. And, and at first it's very uncomfortable. You know, when you look into strangers eyes, you feel, especially with like women or even men, really, uh, you start feeling very uncomfortable, but after a while you get past that and you can actually feel, it's almost like you can feel their soul. Right. And as soon as that happens, you have a love for that person. And it's, and it's amazing how quickly it comes up. It's almost like you recognize them for who they are, that they're more than that body. They're more than what you see in front of them. You, you can sense their, the entirety of them. Um, and, and that's when I realized that you actually really can fall in love with anyone. That, mm-hmm. uh, and, it, and it just takes on, like pure honesty and, and connectedness to their soul. And, and that can happen. So, it sounds like you're, you're embarking on a very exciting uh, journey. So we'll have to have a follow-up podcast, like six months out. Yeah. 
right? <laughs> funny, but funny enough, Anthony, I did that actually. And it's a, I have a hilarious story with that. Okay. Because I did the eye gazing event as well. Okay. And so started staring into people's eyes. And there was this girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really funny because we stared into each other's eyes. I think it was like, I don't know, like an hour or two. It's unbelievable. It's, it was very, very intense. Yeah. Like two hours and we ended up, uh, yeah. Like, you know. So, <laughs> so, yeah. And then, and then the thing was like, I was really wondering, like, the emotions and the connection level and it's just eye gazing. We didn't re really speak, you know, we were just looking into each other's eyes. And for me, it was also a mind blowing experience because with other people, I couldn't kind of like connect at this level. And with that girl it was just fucking amazing. It just, it just worked. So it made me think is that like, uh, definitely there is more people, but with some, you will connect with some you want. Yeah, and uh, and definitely there is something uh, about like uh, getting the emotions of love with someone you don't know. Yeah, a lot of that. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And have you ever had this? This happened to me only twice in my life, where I walked into a room and I could feel like this this amazing sexual energy in. in and there, there, was, there was this woman there, and it was coming from her. It was almost like, like a million lifetimes came together in this one moment, and, and we were together in the same room. And, and the weird part is, like, it was an amazing experience, and, but I, ne I never got to talk to her, and she kind of, like, and I never got to ask her whether she felt the same thing, and then, like, two minutes later, she was gone. Yeah, that's why you do day game, man. You go into that... <laughs> that, that's what that's what you should tackle her to take her down to the ground and have a conversation yeah yeah like to express what you felt you know like i felt it we we just had the moment right yeah you can just ask this question hey we just had the moment right right and then you can say like what do you mean you know because maybe she didn't and then uh, just side conversation what you felt and it happened to me man it happened to me actually once and I wasn't gaming yet at that point, like probably like you. And I regret this fucking thing so much. So do I. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> yeah, it just keeps coming back to me because, oh. <laughs> but, but I had this and I actually spoke to her. And, uh, and the connection was there, but I fucked it up. Uh, that's, uh, that's the other problem. But it was just purely spiritual, sexual connection. Yeah. And, uh, which was so obvious that you just like you, both of you could not deny it, and it was crazy. Yeah, like uh, it took like seconds, you know. Yeah. And now when I think of it, it's just like <laughs> there's no talk about it. You know, it was so deep and crazy. That's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and, uh, um, when you're talking, you're talking about having multiple women and and, and stuff and. Um, um, uh, I don't think that and this is from my experience with, with just dating two women at, at the same time. It, it, it's a, I, I want to give them a hundred percent of my energy, right? Well, you really can't do that twice because you only have a hundred percent energy. So it's a, 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 a that, that's where I kind of, especially lately found that the, the, the monogamy um, was definitely the, the route to go because 
it, it's that, that masculine push to, um, to focus on uh, one thing at a time and that, and that and giving your entire, not half-assing a, a relationship because you're so exhausted from another relationship, but to full-ass it and, uh, and really kind of find, um, find out how deep things can go with, with uh, one singular person because like two months with somebody is great um, and you can get really deep with them in two months. But when you go like five years with somebody, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years with the same person, you see just how deep it can go with one person where you're not restarting basically like, uh, like meta- metaphorically speaking, like restarting the game at zero. You're at, you're, you're at a, a, a level 10,000 with one person and you see just how deep things can, can, can get. Um, it, it, probably over the last few months when I moved out to the island, that, that's when this, this change happened with me. Um, I always thought that for some reason that sex with an incredibly like hot woman was like the ultimate goal. And then, um, um, and I would have sex with like women that I found incredibly hot, like when I was in Vegas and stuff. Um, but it was never consistent. Um, but then when I moved out here, I had three girls in a row on the same week that were the hottest girls I ever had sex with one, two, three, like hands down. And each girl, the sex was the exact same. Uh, it was the exact same as having sex with a normal looking girl and all this stuff. And it, it was like, this is not where the deepness is. This is not where uh, I'm not going to find any um, uh, long lasting happiness from this. I'll get temporary happiness and it'll be the same as if I was having sex with a, a, a woman of normal attractiveness. But the, the connectedness and the deepness is, is what um, um, is the fascinating part. And, and that's just from my experience with um uh yeah with game and and, um trying to get deeper with somebody that uh you really can't because because you know i'm already throwing out men because i can't have sex with a man uh i I just can't so i i lose that deepness with a with a man that the kind of deepness that you can get with a woman uh, um because uh all that stuff kind of matters uh does that make sense to you adam it does, yeah. I completely understand what you're talking about. It's uh, just for me, it's a bit dif- different. I, maybe at the stage of my life right now, I see it like because I'm also probably in this explorative phase. Yeah, definitely uh, go through that. I'm, uh, I'm actually finding it very interesting and emotionally engaging that with every woman that I meet, I can express like a different part of myself because they're so different. Mm. So, and also, allow them to express how they are and each of them is different. So we, like we connect uh, and uh, to me, it's really like, I didn't have this feeling that it's the same because uh, I kind of try to leave them space to uh, express their fantasies and emotions and in the way they want, I just give them room to do this. And I'm surprised, man, I'm surprised what comes out. <laughs> from this and uh, and uh, it's just interesting so i never feel that like when i meet a woman uh one of them and then the other one that i'm like spending the my battery time i, I don't get this feeling because it's just like if i had two batteries this one is like for this kind of expression of emotions and maybe this will discharge but then there is another one which completely like it's completely different and it's fully charged you know so i'm I'm, I'm going to super enjoy this because it's just different. And uh, that's what I'm seeing right now. And uh, the sexual experiences, yeah, they probably begin similar, but once you get 
deeper and actually allow the woman to, um, like you spoke about this dream about having sex with your mom, right? So the woman, they have fucking crazy, uh, like crazy <laughs> fantasies as well, maybe you guys know. And they sometimes, they may be less or more crazy, but when you allow them to express this with you when you're in bed or whatever, not even in bed, uh, it just becomes uh, different. It becomes, I mean, I, I know how to tell it. They, they, the women, are, all of them are different. They, their expression is exciting to me and I don't have the feeling that I'm repeating something or just getting into this mode where it's like all the same all the time. And plus this, you know, you're talking about women which are hot. My definition of hotness changed drastically. Oh, yeah. so I don't like I don't watch porn anymore. I don't uh, have TV at home, so I don't watch all this fucking shit on TV as well, like MTV where you see all these models, whatever. And my definition is I started to I mean definition, but what happened to me, I started to see beauty in a woman which probably men wouldn't see that attractive according to some standards, you know. But I see something, I mean, she cannot be, I mean, really ugly, you know, but <laughs> she wouldn't be like a, considered a model or whatever, because maybe she's short, but then I look at the feminine aspects of her. She, when, yes. when she smiles, like how does she put her hair together? How does, like, what is her style? You know, like uh, whatever, you know, it's like this kind of things, which I, I notice and I find beautiful. Uh, are, are appearing to me and my my definition of hotness like, like there is no definition i just have to find her attractive yeah, and, and and then you know like uh, sexual interaction or just emotional interaction with her even spending time in the park hugging or kissing is just amazing you know and because just they i don't know like, this, this beauty which i saw just got expressed and I accepted it and I felt it. And it's just, I don't know how to describe it. It's just a feeling. So to me, that's why it works right now. And I'm not ready for the monogamous because I see that, wow, this would be so limiting to me right now because this one probably is going to be so much different. And that one will be maybe allowing me to express something which I was hiding for so long. And, and this one uh, will allow me to, express some of my uh, deeply hidden desires. And, you know, so it's like, I, I probably maybe if I get a girl which allows me to express all of this in one person, yeah, maybe that would work. But I, I haven't seen such girls. Probably for them, men, is the same, the same problem, to find a man who's uh, allowing them to open up in all these different levels, at all these different levels. It must be very difficult. So uh, I'm re I, I just don't know. I'm really in this explorative phase right now, and that's how I'm feeling right now. It's nice to listen to your opinion, Justin. It's just uh, that's not where I am right now. I did monogamous relationship for like 17 years, and I just noticed that uh, in the it was going through all these phases, and then actually it ended up with uh, our like energies get like masculine and feminine getting balanced the perfect kind of balance and we became kind of friends not lovers anymore uh, after some time and we uh, discussed this there was basically the fire between us just was not that strong it was really hard to bring it back 
And I still don't know how to do that. Like, yeah, how would I, <laughs> how could I change that? Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely have that question too. Yeah, this is interesting because uh, it's making me, I literally felt like when I started doing pickup after a, like a while, especially in Vegas, because it was like every single day, um, but it started to become, um, you're just going through the motions and like um, maybe I wasn't connecting as well as, as I should have because I, you just you, when you when you have your 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 timing down on, on certain things and you can tell them you know let, let's go you know uh, when you mess something up and you go when you apologize you know oh I'm sorry let me pay you back by buying you a drink and and stuff like that and you can kind of hide behind these little tricks and stuff I I guess uh, I kind of lost that connection thing and, and you made me realize that um, uh, I should be looking. Um, uh, at these people less as a as a collective and more as an individual and uh, mm. so definitely we'll give that a try that was interesting because <laughs> i i was very last few months i've been very depressed i mean i even deleted my tinder account um, no, i did that too i don't use it um i used to but i when i work from home i would literally just be like i'm horny like let me go on tinder mm. uh, mess around but um uh, yeah, I definitely stopped just because I was like, am I ever going to find a woman that, that hits all those levels and stuff? And, and perhaps, perhaps maybe that that's not possible. Um, so that, that, it's interesting, interesting to talk about. And, uh, so, so yeah, thanks for your, uh, opinion on this. Yeah, sure, man. Thanks for sharing yours. <laughs> cool. Uh, well, we're at the hour 45 mark, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do you guys feel? Very good. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> Me too. I feel like I've learned some stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's why we're doing it, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. That's definitely why we're doing it. So, Justin, did I hear you say that you've been feeling depressed the last couple of months? Well, it's not depressed. It's just when it comes to women, I guess... Uh, that's an interesting question with the depression. I, I, I get, I, I, I don't, you're like the third person to ask me that. <laughs> well, only because you said it. <laughs> um, I, I don't feel depressed and, and I've been, I'm, I'm sort of doing what Adam's doing with the making sure, you know, he doesn't have any leftover emotional baggage and stuff. And I've been trying to do that with depression. And um, that's, I guess that's my reason for wanting for, being wanting to do ayahuasca because I, I just to make sure that there is no depression there because people keep asking me and I keep saying no that I don't think so and I I know my inner self very well but it's weird that other that, that multiple people have asked me that but you, you just said it yeah you said it man <laughs> well depressed in terms of of, of of talking to women not not in terms of life and, and um, uh, happiness Women are big part of life. talking to women. Like, uh, can you can you elaborate on this one? Well, it was like um, definitely got to a point where I knew what I had to say just to to get laid, and, and I wasn't appreciating that anymore. Um, and um, uh, so then you, you end up getting, and this happens to a lot of pickup people where you do it so much, you, you get kind of jaded at at the whole the whole thing, and you're just like, you're like all women, you know, are the same. They and this is like the negative side of, side of uh, the uh, of the whole thing. Like, y you start seeing patterns that women do, and they're consistent. And they're as consistent as, as the, the same things that you do, and, and you know, like shit tests and stuff, where mm -hmm. you say something, and you, 
you know exactly what they're going to say before they say it and you know exactly how to respond to it. And then um, at the beginning, that's awesome. It's like, I look at this amazing thing. I, I know exactly what to say when this, when this test comes up. And um, um, after you do that a while, you're like, is this just how everyone talks? Is this how, is this just how it is? Is, is this set in stone? Is there any weird things that I can do to, uh, make it more interesting and you try these weird things out and they don't work out and you're like, I got to say this exact same thing every time. Um, it, it, it's disappointing and, and, and frustrating. Um, but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, just going out on, on, uh, on dates and stuff and trying to have deeper conversations with people way too soon and stuff just because you don't want to go through the whole, like, Oh, what do you do for work? That's interesting. And yeah, yeah, it's, um, um, it's interesting. And, uh, yeah, I would just say that, that, that that's just where I'm at with, with, with women, uh, in terms of relationships. Like I'm, I'm solely, I'm looking for, for that one that we were just talking about. And, and, um, but at the same time, fully acknowledging that, 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 that's probably not the best way to, to approach this stuff. Um, but at the same time, being being also like, I, if I'm going to give all of my uh, my energy and attention to someone, I, I want it to be one person, um, so so they can get the best experience possible. Um, but like you said, it, it, when it comes to like different energies and stuff, I, I found that interesting um, as well. So I can I can see how that works. I I just see how overwhelmed I get when I have one girlfriend. Uh, and when <laughs> I did, two, it was just like I wasn't even working back then too, and I was like overwhelmed. <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, man, I think it's like we all want to believe that concept, you know. I wanted to believe this concept of the one because it's so beautiful and so on. And it's like you see this on the movies and it's like, wow, this is like a, this is a perfect world kind of experience. But the reality is a bit different when you see the women. Actually, they kind of appreciate guys who have options, right? So it's like... Um, what I noticed is they, they don't really want you to put this much attention on her. Like many of them, maybe, I don't know, maybe there are some which like really want that much attention, but uh, they want you to see you having your own passions, your own goal in life and not giving her everything. They will kind of test you on this. That's true. They will be like, yeah, do this and that, whatever. Can you, can I sleep at your place, whatever, like, and then you have some plans and whatever, and she's just going to try to interrupt in this and just to check. But then when she, she actually wants you to, to show her, no, you know, I'm a, I'm a man here. I know my clear direction and you're in my life because I want you to be in my life now. Uh, and, uh, you know, but you're not this most important thing. I have options. And that makes them feel like, yeah, this is the, this is the man I want to be with. You know, he clearly knows what he wants in his life. And he's not uh, using or, or treating me as this princess, something, you know. I don't want to be a princess. I just want to be with a strong man who knows what he wants and knows his direction and can guide me and allow me to express my, my, uh, my emotion, which I am, uh, or emotions, uh, when, I, when I, I'm with him. You know? That's so the game, though. So, like, the, that's where I was getting jaded was... Um, um, I, I knew that I couldn't have the girl uh, every single day. I knew that I knew what timing I needed to for, for texting and stuff. And um, one of the biggest ones was always like, like what you said, like, oh, you need to have your own life and all this stuff. But 
sometimes I go through through periods of time to where uh, I don't do anything. It appears that I'm not doing anything because I'm reading um, mm-hmm. or I'm doing. I'm getting deep into meditation, and so I'm not going out as often. But what ends up happening is when when you're picking up a girl, especially with those first couple months, is you ask her to tag along. So like you say, hey, I'm going to do this thing. Um, do you want to come with? And it makes it look like you have all this stuff that you're doing. It's like, oh, you were just going to the mall anyway. So I might as well go with you. And then you can go shop and she can buy clothes for you and stuff. Because I have no idea what to buy when it comes to clothes. I mean, <laughs> this last shirt I bought. Like, what, what the hell is that? Um, uh, it, so it's like, it, I, to me, that's like, that's like game. Like, that's like... Um, like I'm doing this, I am playing this sort of like game with, with them where um, I have to pretend that I'm doing all this fun stuff when in actuality um, I would much prefer just to sit at home and read a book, um, but I can't invite them to, to come over. It's like, hey, you want to read The Republic with me? It's a, it's a great book about defining one single term, justice, and, uh, and, and the, it's, it's dense and not fun to read it. it you kind of see what I'm getting at? It, it's like you, you're you're almost lying to them in those first couple months uh, as to who you are and what you actually do, just to make it seem like um, you're more interesting than what you act, like more uh, exoterically interesting. Like you go, oh, I go to the movies. Yeah, I go. Uh, I get coffee every single day. I go. I uh, I go out at nights on Fridays and Saturdays. And uh, do you want to come with? Man, I don't do any of that. That's actually interesting. Because uh, I just learned to be really direct at peace with myself as well. And there are things in my life that I do, you know, and uh, because I enjoy them. And there are things which I don't do. And I really let the woman know if, the, if she asks, I just don't do that stuff. And I don't feel like they can actually see my emotion. That I, I don't feel any, uh, I don't know, like... Uh, I don't feel bad about it, you know, that I tell her, you know, this stuff that you're doing, I'm not doing. Like last time I had this girl who actually tried me, uh, tried to convince me to use uh, Snapchat, you know, <laughs> because they use Snapchat. I'm like, I'm like, fuck, I don't use this application. I, and she's like, yeah, but then we, we're not going to stay in touch or something because I'm using this all the time. I'm like, just give me your number. And she's like, uh, no, but uh, Snapchat or something. And I was like, uh, no, I'm not using this shit. I'm just not using it. I just don't like it. And I don't find the idea of using Snapchat beneficial to me. I just don't want this application to be installed. So you can now decide if you want to give me your phone number or not. And, and she was just standing there. She's like, all right, I'm going to give you my number. Yeah. And we just chatted and everything. And she's kind of impressed and everything. And she could feel that basically I know what I want in my life. And there are things that I do that we actually meet at. And there are things where we just don't meet at, at all. And I'm not judging her also for like using Snapchat. I'm just like, yeah, hey, use Snapchat. Okay, you feel fun, like you have fun with it. I don't. So I completely understand you, and you have to completely understand me and accept it. And uh, we don't have to match at every single level, you know. And uh, actually, there is a beauty of not matching at many levels because I can learn something new about you and how you live your life, and you can learn something about the stuff that I do. Which you don't, you may like it or may not like it. Like you reading the books, you know, she may like it. She may. I actually recently judged a girl who was a, she was a, how do you call it, the haircut girl. She hairdresser. Hairdresser. All right. And uh, I was just like thinking, like she like a simple life probably, you know, party and uh, I don't know, like these kind of things. She turned out to be so deep 
emotional person I couldn't believe. And uh, she reads books, she does yoga, you know, she will plans to start the business. I was like, what the hell? I mean, my judgment of her, like immediate judgment was like, oh, probably I need to play like this guy, which is like, I'm not playing anything. I'm just going to be myself. And she found me attractive because I was basically uh, real about myself and masculine in terms of expressing what I like, what I don't like. And she actually told me that. It's like, okay, cool. And uh, so I don't play these games of pretending and doing something which I don't want to do. I don't go with girls shopping. I don't like shopping. And uh, that's, that's it, you know. So I don't take them also to like, places like cinema. I, I just don't do that. I don't like it. You know, I don't. I watch movies at home on my computer, or uh, if I do. So if you want to join me, come over. I don't go to restaurants, and they also like. I let them clearly know that I just. I just don't do restaurants. I don't like this stuff. I would take you to the lake. We're gonna grab a bottle of wine, and uh, we're just gonna chat about life because this is how I like it. And you can join or not. You know, and then they actually are happy to do it. You know, and. Uh, some of them not, you know, they just like, oh yeah. I also had, of course, some stories which <laughs> just did not work, but I accept those. It's okay, we just don't match. That's, you know, but it's me, I'm presenting you myself, and I completely accept my life how it is right now. And I let you also understand that I'm at the position where I'm exploring, you know, because this is where I am. And uh, I'm not promising any like long term relationships or something, I'm not playing this game. No, I'm here right now, and you need to know it, and then you need to decide if it's fine for you or not, and then we can actually connect much deeper because this is clear. You know, there is no weird energy between like someone's pretending something to get something out of it. No, I don't have to. I have like I have a choice. I can go and game every day, and uh, and um, probably at some point of time I'm gonna meet someone who matches uh, my like my energy and the point where I am in my life right now. And if you don't match it, it's all right. It's absolutely, I accept that. It's all right, you know. That's, that's not make a big deal out of it, you know. I just want to be myself, and that's my first priority. And myself, in a sense, uh, I have my clear uh, direction now. There are things that I do, and I'm, I'm, I'm clear about it, and I accept it. And this is what I'm going to express. And uh, uh, obviously, I try to have an interesting life for myself as well. So there are things in my life which are exciting for women, you know, and that attracts them as well, and that's okay. And I'm not faking them because they're also the things that are attractive to me. So and, and I don't try to pretend. And I, I mean, I probably did some time ago, but that was making me feel miserable. And yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Why? Why? There are millions of people around, and there are for sure ones which are also around, which are closer to, uh, to what I would like to have around me, you know? Right. Hmm. That's cool. I, I think that's the most important thing, like just, just being yourself, not pretending to be someone. So, so just in your point, like I, I thought when, when you were like one of the things you were teaching is how to be yourself. But then when you gave that description of what was going on in regards to not, not wanting, you know, invite women over to read, it seems that you weren't doing that. But at the same time, I realized that sometimes when you're talking to a woman, you, 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 you jump in the deep end, like when it comes to philosophy, conspiracies and stuff like that too. Yeah. So you're, you're trying to find, you're trying to be yourself, but not the crazy justice. You're trying to be the social justice. 
Yeah, I, I think I'm 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 putting a, a standard when when I when I said okay, I want to find the, the right woman. I put a standard that that is probably unreachable simply because um, just like how Anthony, our conversation before we started the podcast, I was making fun of you because you were getting into a conspiracy theory that I've already traversed very well, and um, and, and you're it, it's not fair for me to do that, it, um, especially like. That was very hurtful. Very hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, uh, yeah, duh, Anthony. Not <laughs> it's it's clear. It's it's written. It, yeah. uh, um, to come with that mindset and then like and then talk to just a, a, an average person and and to expect them to to have done the amount of research that I've done on on this stuff. Which was probably too much research, to be totally honest, uh, is uh, uh, probably putting myself in a losing position. That, that's just making me feel depressed when I when I do um, hang out with women and, and then ask them questions like, "Oh, what do you think about um, what it means to be good?" and um, and and to to hear them kind of give it, give an answer, but but like not not quote aristotle or anything and uh, and then be like well i guess she doesn't get it and then just uh, go on to the next girl i guess uh not being flexible in uh in, in that sort of stuff was has been kind of the the area where like i, I would go i would have sex with the girl and, and then just kind of like be like well this isn't going anywhere um and uh and, uh may, perhaps i uh i stopped taking responsibility for that um but uh uh, and then I, I also think that the biggest thing too is was just relying on on certain things because it's like you're, you're saying, well, I'm just being myself and, and stuff, and and that that's a big thing that I always did that was better than everybody else was, was I was always myself. Um, but when you find out that you can do certain things that that give you sex more, um, and and you kind of sacrifice being yourself a little bit in terms of of, of that, um, it, it kind of puts you into a bad position. You. Um, uh, you, you start thinking about things improperly. And I, I think that that's where um, I started making my, my mistake recently and in, in trying to correct that. Maybe the other thing is um, maybe you just need to meet a more sophisticated type of woman. Maybe you that's need possible. to go to Europe. That's possible too. Uh, and because the, the women that I've been talking to, you just ask them very simple questions like, what does it mean to be good at it is way too deep of a question. Um, but like, but just asking somebody like why somebody lost an election, like, um, in, in America, you know, you have, um, the Democrats and the Republicans and stuff in, and, uh, I was trying to explain to a girl why Bernie Sanders lost to Hillary Clinton because of superdelegates and the very simple conversation to have, but she just wasn't having it. She was not interested in having that conversation and to, to not be interested in having a, a conversation that I, I found fairly fascinating. Um, and it resonated with her because she was a Bernie fan and from Vermont. Um, it, it just kind of surprised me and dis disappointed me. Mm -hmm. I never tried to have a, like a rational kind of conversations with girls. <laughs> Seriously, I mean... Like, <laughs> Because I find it, I find it like much more exciting to talk with guys about that, and uh, with girls, I try to just uh, I express this emo uh, uh, the feminine kind of side when talking to them, because it just makes I can't do this with men. It just doesn't work. No. But when I do this with women, it just it's just fucking amazing. I just I just feel really good. So we talk about more like uh, 
like feelings, you know, how you feel, like the whys, why did you, why did you choose to study this topic? You know, I, like, uh, and then she can express herself, oh, well, you know, uh, I picked to study law because I don't really like law, but my parents, and I'm like, okay, so you're like, so you're like, uh, so you didn't decide for yourself. It was more like to please your parents, right? And it's like, but what, what do you really like? And it's like, oh, you know, I like to play piano and I would do this, but then blah doesn't bring you money. And, and then you go like with the feelings until she gets to the point where she's like really uh, understanding herself and starts to express her true emotions and her true passions to you. And it's fucking exciting because you can also relate to this, like your team feminine within you can relate to this and it's just amazing. But when I start talking about ra rational topics, I think they're idiots, you know, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's just like, oh, it's, there's no point. That it's like the way of thinking is like, no, it just doesn't work. You know, some yeah. of them. Like, there are definitely women which are uh, very intelligent and, um, you know, have some clear opinions. But it, it somehow feels weird also, you know, to, to talk to a beautiful woman about politics or, I don't know, something rational. It's just like... The words, when they come from their mouth, they just, just doesn't fit, you know. But when she speaks about something beautiful, expressing her emotions, her face changes, you know. She's like, she's getting these colors. She's just slowing down. And it's just beautiful, you know. While with men, when you talk with men and you start talking rational stuff, they just get excited. It's like, ah, oh, you know, it's like, ah, oh, fight, you know, that's my opinion. Oh. It's exciting. It's really cool. When you talk to them about emotions, it's like, oh, my God, this fucking retarded. It doesn't work. That's you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it, the, the most fun you have with a woman is when you, when you connect with her feminine side. You were saying before, like, um, you find women attractive that aren't classically attractive. And, and, and me personally, I've always found women who are more feminine and carry themselves with a certain decor, like sexy, regardless of how they look. Like that, that is sexy, the feminine, right? And when you connect with that feminine energy, it is fucking like, it's like, it's like the best drug ever, right? <laughs> and and I, I understand completely what you're saying. And I think... I think Justin, you're looking for the complete package. You're looking for that and someone you can talk yeah, to. Yeah, you, you want like <laughs> yeah. I I have a uh, yeah. I mean, um, I I think I'm gonna keep pushing pushing through. <laughs> I'm not giving up on that, man. Yeah, no, because you, uh, you can go to you know where you can go. I think Sweden is a good place because these uh, or Denmark. Or these, girls, these girls are like uh, you know, they, pretty balanced. Yeah, I I do. Most most of the girls I ever dated um, and, and picked up were always from uh, the northern Europe uh, area, all, all the way from Switzerland up. Um, oh, wow. So so I, I could see that. Um, yeah, it uh, it's interesting. It it, it, it really is. And um, uh, yeah, it, I liked what you were talking about with uh, you know asking them questions about their basically what what you sounded like when you were asking them questions stuff and, and stuff was it was like straight out of um a, um, a bit from sex in the city and, and and um when when they're all sitting and just talking about stuff and 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 asking each other questions about stuff that that really doesn't matter but they're they're really not talking about the stuff that that 
that they're experiencing, they're talking about how they feel about the, the experience that, that had happened. Right. And, uh, um, yeah, I'll definitely be trying that, uh, over the next couple of weeks to see if that, that works any better, but going back to what you said about being, um, natural in your, in your thoughts. And it basically my, my focus has been in rationality right now. I, I really wanted to cut out all, um, uh, fallacies out of my, uh, uh, out of my, my way of thinking and to express how I think better. And, um, basically once you start getting into the logic and arguing and, and stuff and you, and you start interacting with the internet and everything and you go, Holy crap, like our, our world is based on fallacy. Like our, our whole, the media is just, they, they don't give a shit about that stuff. Uh, and they'll, they'll, they'll lie about every single thing. And it, and it's a lie when it's a fallacy, like, it, cause it's not, it's not objective. It's not true. Um, and, uh, so maybe I'm just not at a place where I should, should be dating people. Um, just cause my mindset's not in the, fe- in the feminine, like asking them questions about how they feel and stuff, uh, as opposed to, I, I just have to get off this kick. No, uh, oh, Justin, I think you should also focus a bit on the, the feminine side a bit more and just relax and then just uh, allow these experiences to come to you and just feel it. Yeah. Well, I think my whole, my, I think my whole life was... was the expectations also, you know, you, I, I feel like you have a lot of expectations. I think it's better to come to a relationship with a woman with no expectations because then you start, uh, you get into this, this discovery, kind of like explorer discovery mode. You know, I have no expectations, but look, this happened. Wow, that's cool. Oh, that happened. Oh, wow, that's cool. I didn't expect that. That's really cool. While when you have them, you're like disappointed all the time. You know, it's like, oh, she should know about that stuff, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, no, she knows something else. She knows how to cut hair. You don't. You know, like whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's true. I am looking for, for that stuff. Um, but um, when it comes to the feminine, I, I was always a, a feminine. I, I, I probably, I very, that's what I understood. And that's kind of why I've been focusing on the masculine lately is because like I always say, the, when it comes to feminine and, and liberalism in general, it's, it's, uh, it's all these little things like, oh, what's this? Oh, I want to learn how to do a hacky sack. I want to learn how to uh, become a chess master. I want to do all this. And, and I really needed to this summer in particular was me focusing my energy on, on a singular thing and making sure that, that, that um, all of those things that I was focusing on were connected in a certain way. Um, and, uh, and to push all that energy uh, as like a laser beam on, on a, on a specific thing. Um, because I was all over the place with, with, with everything and, um, and really just open to all new ideas and, and, and conversation and, um, um, you can only do that for so long uh, until the money runs out and, uh, and you have to <laughs> get, get, basically get your act together, be, become, grow up, become a man kind of sort of thing. That's a good goal. Yeah. So <laughs> there's all these like little things, uh, um, uh, pushing the, the masculine and feminine and, and, you know, these, these things pick up and, and drop, um, throughout your life and, and, um, uh, do need to think about it more and, uh, and get, and get different points of views and, and perspectives. This is awesome for me. Awesome. Nice, man. So Adam, we're at a two hour mark. I thought, yeah, I, thought I, I thought maybe a good way to end this is, uh, if you could give us like, um, one of the more, um, informative fun stories of, uh, seduction that you've gone through recently. Informative. Yeah. Story. Informative. 
<laughs> I, I'm gonna take notes, man. I'm gonna run. I'm gonna write a manual. Well, um, seduction stories which are informative. I mean, they man, all this well, is fun. Just, just whatever is fun. Whatever you had, like, we were, like a lot of fun with. So okay, there was. I mean, it wasn't fun. It was just uh, something which did teach me a lot. Okay. So it was uh, a girl that I approached in uh, Budapest, uh, in Hungary, and uh, so I, I ran ran up to her. It's like in the middle of the city center. And I stopped her and I just had to tell her that she looks good. You know, she, I, I, I noticed something about her. I just don't recall what it was. Probably some stylish kind of thing that she was uh, wearing or whatever. Some, something that attracted me. So I gave the, her this compliment and I said why I stopped her. And then she just, just doesn't tell me anything. It's like just doesn't say anything. So I'm just standing there and just starting feeling pretty weird. You know? <laughs> uh, all right, so like, what are you doing here? You know, like, where are you going now? Whatever, I started asking like questions because she clearly stands there in front of me and it's not going anywhere. So I was like, all right. Uh, she gave me some really short answers, like, she's buying some gift and like really uninteresting. Like, I couldn't go anywhere from there. So mm. I'm just standing there trying to uh, like. Thing like I mean like why is does she want to talk to me even you know she's like her energy was really weird in terms of she's standing there she looks me in the eyes she looks down she looks me in the eyes I really had to feel her and this was a moment for me where you know this rational mind was telling me man now you need to like somehow uh, be interesting come up with this uh, topic uh, think of something that you can talk about. You know, to this girl, because it's becoming weird. You need to unload this pressure. You need to put something in that silence. Right. Versus my energy, which I, like, thanks to this meditation kind of things, I was just like, no, I'm just going to come down, stay, and listen and give her time to express herself. Maybe she says something. If I stay in this pressure for a bit longer, maybe she, she comes up with the idea if you know, telling, saying something or just leaving. After that, she might just leave. Right. So I stand there, and nothing happens, guys. <laughs> like, she doesn't say anything. So we're standing, and it's this fucking awkwardness. And I'm standing there, and I'm staying there. I'm staying in this awkwardness until she leaves. <laughs> until she leaves, <laughs> So we're just standing there, like, creepy, like, idiots and so on. <laughs> she doesn't say anything. I don't say anything. She looks at me. She looks down. She looks me in the eyes. She looks down. I'm like, oh my God, this is like so fucking weird. So what did I do? Yeah, I was the first to break the silence. So I said, you know what? Let's do it like this. If you want, I'm not holding you here. You can just leave. You know, I will not feel bad about it, you know. But if you want to see me again, because I do, I want to see you again. Let's just meet for a coffee. Just give me your phone number. And she did. Whoa, she did. Yeah. So she wrote the number and uh, basically we hugged and said goodbye. It was super weird, you know? Next day, I meet her for coffee. You know, we set it up. And basically, it turns out she's an artist and uh, she has a problem, like with her uh, expressing you know, the feelings and saying things. It's like a, a kind of a di disease or illness which she has. And that's why she was keeping silent. 
but her emotions were really, really deep, meaning that she actually felt a lot of things, you know, and uh, she wanted to be with me and she wanted to spend time and she found me, found me attractive and she kind of, you know, like uh, wa- wanted the connection. She was just physically unable to say something and to speak and she was very grateful that I stayed there, you know, wow. and allowed her to, to, to be accepted in a way, in this way. Yeah, and we made out and we had sex and everything and it was really good. And uh, I just purely, clearly accepted this inability of her, of expressing herself in this. And it required so much tension and emotion and basically tension and standing and holding pressure, being in awkwardness for this to work, you know, and getting out of your head. Uh, It was one of these approaches which was very difficult for me, like really crazy. I learned shitloads about like uh, like women and like what it is to be in high pressure situation with a woman, and uh, it made me also be calm. And uh, the output was not as important as the lesson that I got. Wow! Yeah, yeah. So this was this was the super crazy one. And uh, basically, we knew each other for like fifteen minutes before we had like. I mean, the the whole discussion took like. I mean, discussion, the standing next to each other, seven minutes, next day coffee, seven minutes, and then we, we had sex for like hours. And it was amazing, you know? So it, was, it blew my mind in terms of like, how quickly can you get that deeply connected with a woman on like body level and emotional level? And also that uh, if you just allow the silence sometimes and allow the emotion, uh, the priority, you know, not the brain, not the thinking, the emotion. Right. It's just the world of possibilities opens. You know? It's amazing. So, so you, 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 you led with your heart, like you're trying to feel through that and trying to push the brain in the background. Yeah. That's because the brain started telling me that you're like, fucked up, fucked up, get out of here, get out of here. Run, run! <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out. Run. This is crazy. This is a crazy person. Yeah. Get out, get out. You know, <laughs> and I had to silence this down. It was really hard. Yeah, oh so God, I awkward, awkward silences are, are a, a prime example of, um, of where I was getting jaded. So, and not to just go back to my stuff, but I'm, I'm trying to just clarify this a little bit. Um, I had that the exact same experience where I sat there silent, girl didn't say anything. And, um, and in my head, I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Like, what do I do? What do I do? Uh, every second felt like 10 hours and, and all that stuff. And um, what I got out of that uh, experience, uh, you know, because the girl that I was talking to didn't have the same anxiety as yours, but there was just a, a silence there. Um, I later found out that she was feeling that awkwardness also during that silence. Mm-hmm. So then the realization in my head and what, what happened was, oh, I can use silence to my advantage. Mm-hmm. So um, I would go in and know fully well knowing this and then not say anything like with the intention of knowing that this is going to make everyone super uncomfortable. Um, and that's a good thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, that sort of stuff is like, it, like it got ruined because like this wonderful experience of, of, of pushing through this awkward silence is now a weapon of mine that I, I wield over people. And I, I do it uh, with everybody. Now I'll just sit there and stare at them. Uh, when it's my turn to talk. And that's definitely something you can't do on a podcast, but when you're on an in, interpret, in, um, just having a regular conversation with somebody and uh, you just, you're like, I, you know, I feel like messing with this guy, you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say anything. 
and then see see how long I can go, how long until he says or she says something. And um, yeah, but that's not not something really negative, Justin. You're just like the playing the game is actually it's all right. You're just allowing different kind of of uh, conversation now. It's just like you're changing the dynamics of it to something different that would be like normal. You know, there's nothing bad about it. I don't I don't know why you see it as so negative, really. I don't know. Okay, so. And I've been doing a lot of uh, uh, writing about my history as a as a person, and um, I'm seeing these these things come up time and time again. And one of them is is that like I feel guilty doing something that's that's normal. So I was a tennis player for a while, and I had an amazing serve out wide that it would it would hit the the fence like no one could return it. And I would go in tournaments, and I wouldn't use that serve because it was unfair. Uh-huh. For me. Yeah, that, so that's a mistake. Okay, so mm-hmm. I am gonna remember that. Uh, and and if now you have some strengths. Why why not express them? I just felt I always just felt bad, and that it, it, it's wrong to to feel that way. Like uh, I guess. But did you really feel like I I now try to to look at my, myself? Do I really feel bad about it? No, or is it something that comes from outside that influences me to feel bad? You know, is this coming from my heart or is it coming from the society or is it coming from my heart or is it coming from my family experience from whatever? You know, like, is it really me? You know, because it can be often, you know, someone else's emotion or someone else's fear or someone else, not yours, not, you know, and that can be a block blockage, you know, that you need to get rid of. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, I don't see, to be honest, I don't see anything bad with like a, a great serve that you can make in tennis or the fact that you can hold silence for longer than like average people and you can influence some conversation to your advantage. Yeah, actually, it's nothing bad about it. I don't see it. Like if, you, if you're being honest and, uh, you know, like with yourself, I think it, it's all right. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there, there's all sorts of things like like touching the girl, telling. Well, that's them. also good. They like to be touched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I don't want to touch them, and then like, I know I have to. Ah, like, okay. If you don't want to touch them, then why you're touching them? Because <laughs> I know that it's gonna that it that it escalates things, and it's not like touching them like uh, you know it's it's like, <laughs> you just you're just talking to somebody and you just go and you just make physical contact really quick. Um, and I touch girls when I want to, man. And I just enjoy it, you know? So it's like, I, I just open up and I touch them because I want to, really. I feel like I want to, you know? This, is where, this is where Anthony would come in and say, and say, Justin, you're using your brain, not your heart. Um, and, uh, and, and I'm overthinking all of this stuff when in actuality, I probably did want to touch the girl, but I was thinking yeah. in my head, that's what I'm thinking because you're a man. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. want to touch a woman, and she I wants to touch, you want to touch that that woman. <laughs> so that was yeah. good, Justin. I, I didn't have to say anything. You kind of uh, you gave yourself pretty good advice right there. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I think what what Anthony says and, uh, and, and don't I, do it. Do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do the opposite to test Anthony and. Uh, Yes. Usually ends up being a waste of testing. Nice. So Adam, um, thanks so much for being on this podcast. I think I mentioned earlier that uh, 
one of the best ways to involve yourself emotionally, spiritually, intellectually is to have conversations of this quality. And, and today, I, I, I feel I feel honestly like I've, I've grown and I've learned a lot. So thank you for being a big part of that or enabling that. And, and good luck with everything you do in the future, career-wise, with women in Ecuador. Uh, and I, I'd love to hear, well, Justin, if you're going down, I'd love to hear what your, your guys' experience is like after you come back. Maybe we should have a podcast back uh, at that point, kind of like reconnect and, and talk more about like the ayahuasca um, mm-hmm. and how that can help people, right? Because I, I think that I think psychedelics is hugely important um, and the more people that hear personal experiences, I think uh, the better off the world will be. Yeah, I totally agree with you, man. And thanks for saying this. Actually, it means a lot to me. And it was I was really having a lot of fun with you. And thanks for a, a possibility to express myself also. And thanks for also what, what you guys were saying. Was I learned a lot as well. Yeah, uh, that's really, that was cool. You, yeah. you have this really cool, like, laid-back, like energy now that's uh it reminds me of those artists i was ta- talking to you about that i saw hanging out in my 20s right like just fun to be around and you, <laughs> have the, you have the added benefit of being grounded too so i don't have to worry about you okay i feel good now oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, but you also you know both yeah, you, of you are fucking amazing beings i really like uh, talking to you and enjoy your presence and it would be nice to meet you uh, like in person again. It would be awesome. Yeah, we should plan something sometime. Yeah. So Justin, you're coming uh, to Ecuador? Coming to <laughs> what about you? You're not coming to Ecuador? Me? Yeah. Uh, I would love to, but uh, I promised my wife that I would take her to Portugal. That's the next trip I have to go on. All right. She's, she's from Portugal. She hasn't been back in a long time. So, I, yeah. I love when people say oh. it. Oh, plus, I want to do it. But I was in New York. I used to live in the New York area for 12 years, and I was back in New York last week and uh, meeting up with some friends. A good friend came from, in from, from San Francisco. Another good friend of ours lives down there. And the friend that lives in New York had studied with a Hopi medicine woman and had learned how to take people on journeys psychedelic journeys right so we had our own psychedelic journey in new york city uh, on mushrooms it was it's always amazing and, and i find mushrooms a lot easier on the physical body than ayahuasca ayahuasca was that was a fucking challenge i remember i did ayahuasca the first time right and i did it with a friend of mine and it, it was an easy experience i remember telling him afterwards you know i could do this every day and he looked at me with this weird look on his face. He goes, nah, no, I don't think so. He goes, yeah, I can do this every day. And then we, we, did, we did the ayahuasca again about a month later, and it was so physically draining. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it since then because I, I felt like someone kicked me in the head, the gut, everywhere. Yeah. So that, that was the last time I did ayahuasca. And to do it like every second day, oh, my God, I, I can't even imagine what that would be like now. Yeah, no, no, I think it's like, for me also, I had to wait three years, you see, to just actually accept the idea that I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you, need, you need that respect that it starts off as fear uh, afterwards and you're like, oh, geez, like I got to take this stuff serious. But then like you respect it and you go, I, I'm going to plan this and 
I'm going to make sure I eat all the right food going into it. And that's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just taking it seriously because it, it is a serious, uh, serious plan. It's very serious, man. Yeah. That's right. It should kick your ass if you're not ready. Or if you disrespect her, or disrespect her. Yeah. yeah. She's going to kick your ass in any way. True <laughs> <laughs> yeah. enough, man. All right, guys. All right, Adam. Take care. Thanks for joining us. Hey, nice having you. Justin, I will send you a link. Perfect. Thank you. Okay. See you guys. Nice talking yeah. to you. Likewise. Ciao, ciao.